0: Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, in all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. Um, You guys, welcome to episode whatever number this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McEady. And I don't even, I feel like I'm taking the night off. Like, I'm just, I'm a guest on my own podcast today. I'm joined by a familiar voice, my sweet, sweet angel, Brandon Alvarado. Brandon, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm apparently taking the night off because I'm recording from bed and I feel great about (laughs) it. So it's just good to hear you and see you. And it's been a while.
0: I know it's been too long. I was just telling you that. Uh, we haven't recorded together in a while because I've taken, I've taken the, the wee bittest of Bravo breaks. <laughs> just the tiniest little <laughs> incy wincy wee bit of a break because I got a little overloaded with Bravo content just in, in me life. Um, but there are certain things that I like will stay true to and that's New York. I'll always, oh yeah, you know, I could get my eyes plucked out, ploop, ploop, and I would still watch New York yeah we um, all
1: have our we all have our staples our staple shows even if we have to take a little bit of a break i mean it's been i, I was i was saying to you i had to take a bit of a tlc break because mm-hmm. i just couldn't as much as i you know love 90 day fiance it just became so much and i'm that person who's watching bravo tlc and bachelor all at the same time so something so something was going to break and unfortunately i had to break away from 90 day fiance for a little bit but i will Eventually, make my return with Bravo. Though I'm like consuming truly everything that they're putting out, and it's and it's a lot. They, they, it's at this point they've gotten their housewife science to a down uh, to a housewives entirety, <laughs> housewives down to a science where they will air all their housewife shows all year. You never take a break.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like turned into like a next top my, model cycle, where yes. it's like it's like cycle forty seven, and you're like, how's that possible?
1: Yeah. And you know, and you know what, like what time of year it's going to like, you know, like you know what New York airs during the spring and summer. Like you just know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, the Beverly Hills air this, airs this time of year. Like you just kind of know. So I'm, I, I'm seeing the Potomac's coming back later this year. I'm very excited, but it, it's definitely a lot, a lot of Bravo content right now.
0: Well, Brandon and I are talking tonight um, specifically about New York and Beverly Hills. Um Beverly Hills I mean you know more than anyone that I've had like the most complicated relationship with because in theory it is my favorite city in many ways because of like what it used to be Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: just like its impact on the franchise is so crazy I think it's like maybe the most impactful city of all the cities as far as the way that it's sort of spread throughout every city and you know I just feel like it's I don't know but it's it's going through an identity crisis as you and I just talked about and I feel like it doesn't know what it is so it's my favorite city to talk about because it's so frustrating to me. Uh,
1: I, I understand that Beverly Hills is definitely even when they have their bad seasons it's one of the most interesting uh housewives shows to talk about because of everything going on behind the scenes everything around it everything in the past and it's interesting watching this season you know with the the show trying to figure out what it is Um, We post this Denise storyline and Denise and Brandy storyline of last year and sort of oddly kind of rebooting itself a little bit because we have you know Crystal and Kathy this year and Sutton full time we have Garcelle coming back from last season and I think with those cast members it feels like a in my opinion a new and better show I like I like the fact that they're all on the show Um, and I so far am enjoying the first few episodes. It's and I think it's because I know a lot of Beverly Hills. Every year, we're always like, "How is it going to be?" The trailer looks good, but how's the season going to be? And I think a lot of people have been disappointed by seasons nine and ten. That I think, I think from what I can see online, it looks like some people are enjoying these you know first few episodes of season eleven. But what do you think so far? I thought Sorry to jump right into it, but
0: no, yeah, let's just let's just do Beverly Hills. I thought the first couple episodes were actually really entertaining um i'm at a point with beverly hills where i almost enjoyed the like kooky stuff more than what they tried to make dramatic on that show yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like i i like seeing them just like be silly and dumb and drunk and i mean i would rather watch kyle flip her ponytail around and do the splits than see them argue about a dog honestly i i that's where i am at this point i i thought that they were fun
1: I agree. I think that what happened with Seasons 9 and 10 was that we had the cast members kind of picking out a problem and going after it for the entire season. People always say about the difference between New York and Beverly Hills is that New York, they'll fly through issues and they'll be over it in an episode. Beverly Hills will pick one story and ride it the entire season. Totally. And there used to be compelling, interesting storylines that they would kind of follow the entire season. I think the biggest example would be, unfortunately, the situation happened with Taylor and her, and Mm -hmm. her abusive marriage, That was something that that was, was, or Kim and her, and her substance abuse, uh, excuse me, her addiction, Mm -hmm. um, and following that throughout the entire season. Those are the kind of storylines that we would kind of follow. And then it changed. And so season nine, we were following Lisa Vanderpump possibly planting a story about a dog. And people were so exhausted and just kind of like, why are we doing this? Last season, it was this storyline about Denise and Brandy and whether they hooked up and how they kept saying that they don't care if they hooked up, but somehow kept focusing on the fact that they possibly hooked up. And this whole thing about Denise not being, quote, honest about whatever. I mean, I don't know what they were looking for here. And just kind of going after her. I think that the thing that I was personally worried about going into the seasons that I didn't, I was was concerned about watching another gang up. And I know that Garcelle had said, on the reel that the women were coming to come after her this year. So we'll see if that happens. I mean, I love Garcelle. I think Garcelle is essentially the saving, I think Garcelle and Crystal really are the saving graces of the show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really happy that Garcelle came back despite Denise leaving. Um, I was really, really, because <laughs> I know that last year they were close friends. I'm glad Garcelle's back, thank God. I was not looking forward to seeing the Fox Force Five or whatever Kyle called because Kyle, it's Kyle, Lisa, Rena, a teddy and erica i know teddy was gone so i thought that was a good move i i obviously teddy had to go right um but i was worried about seeing the group come back because i didn't want to see another season where one person was gonna get ganged up on for some stupid reason and we'd have to follow that throughout the entire season right
0: yeah i agree with that the gang up thing was so weird and i i think that a lot of the um A lot of the housewives' cities. I mean, you and I have talked about this a million times. I think that they suffer from the fourth wall not being broken because we're we've so outgrown the format of the show. Yeah, and like it's at a. I mean, you know, you and I have always said that people who watch housewives produce the show, and now it's gotten to a point where like we are beyond producing the show. Like we are, the fans are so involved in the the like production and the behind the scenes of housewives it's like you almost have to break the fourth wall at this point like we're too it's it's too inside baseball at this point point. and it's like i think beverly hills of all of the the cities suffers the most from not being able to talk about production because, like, i agree about production like last year was about production and like those moments where we got to see the producers like talk to denise were the most riveting because they were talking about the thing that they were actually mad about, you know, and them saying, that yes. like, you're not being honest. You're not, it's like, no, you they're, they're saying like, you're not, you're not on the show. Like you're being paid as much as some of us to not do anything.
1: I agree this was such a production issue and I wish that they were able to acknowledge it and I was I'm so with you that when we got to see the scenes of that of the producers like going after Denise it was the most fascinating thing to watch it was very mm-hmm. interesting watching them try and kind of figure out how to produce a show with Denise who and I love by the way I love Denise Richards I was sad when she left the show she wasn't yeah. the best housewife but I really loved her as a human <laughs> yeah I thought she was great I thought she brought a different energy I thought she was so laid back and Funny enough, I read Brian Moylan's book with the Housewives, um, literally called The Housewives. Right. And one of the, th- one of the tidbits he dropped in the book was that, you know, every year there's uh, these shows, they have, I, I guess in this case for Beverly Hills, Evolution allegedly has like sort of a no hire list. It's like women who they've interviewed before that they'll never hire on the show for various reasons. So like people that you would think are on that, like Heather Locklear is on that list, She's someone who's, probably, who's been interviewed before to be on the show, and they, they were like, never, never, never. What happened with Denise was, Denise was um, um, part of the casting process, I don't know how many years ago, to be on the show, and producers actually decided they did not. They kind of pushed, they didn't want her on the show because they felt that she was too stoic for the show. So she never, she went through the casting process, and she didn't get cast. The reason why Denise got on the show is because allegedly Bravo wanted Denise on the show. And then I guess they went through her agent and that's how they got Denise on the show. It was a, it was a choice that Bravo made to bring Denise onto the show. And I think, and that's probably why, you know, allegedly Denise might have gotten paid more money to be on the show than an, an, another first season housewife. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that the behind the scenes issues of Denise were with the cast, was that the cast knew that Denise was a fan favorite, but at the same time they felt like Denise wasn't being quote honest or showing her whatever true self I think that the cat, and by true self, I guess they meant, I don't know, I don't know what they meant really because I, I agree with you that the issues were very much like behind the scenes issues that they felt like Denise probably wasn't pulling her weight. Right, But was like, yeah. somehow a fan favorite and was on the show. And I think that one of the biggest reasons, I think one of the most interesting things about Beverly Hills specifically is that you have women who were in the entertainment industry and had been around in the industry for quite a long time But the women on that show, for the most part, their main careers, their main jobs are housewives or is doing housewives. That's their main job. Mm -hmm. Everything else is a side hustle. Even people that, you know, even Lisa Reno has been in the industry for a long time. Her main gig at this point is the real housewives. I think what the cast didn't like about Denise, and I think they give Garcelle the same issue or the same shit, is the fact that Denise and Garcelle look at housewives as a side hustle.
0: Right, it's not their end-all, be-all. No. Yeah, I agree with that. The, yeah, it's like they, Denise did sort of have a, uh, a like, I'm a real actor quality about, you know, it's like, I'm not this show. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, if I want this production to shut down, I can't because I'm Denise Richards, you know, bravo, bravo, bravo. Like, I get that. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah, I've never really thought of it that way, but I do understand that. Whereas like Lisa's like down to roll around in the mud.
1: Oh yeah. Lisa does not care. Lisa will literally destroy a 20 year friendship for, you know, 20 minutes of airtime. Like that's, that's Lisa Rinna's gig. Lisa Rinna is it, this is her main job. This is her main gig. And I think that with Denise, it was not Denise's main gig. It was very clearly Denise's side gig. She went, she went back into being a soap actress. Garcelle is going on the and I. I think that the cast, I, I sh- maybe I shouldn't rope Garcelle into this because as far as we know, we have not really seen a feud with Garcelle yet with Garcelle and the rest of the cast. But with Denise and the rest of the cast, it definitely felt like they were looking for an issue with Denise, a- an issue to kind mm-hmm. of really go after her about. And what was upsetting with the Denise fight was whether brandy whatever whether what brandy said was true or not about them hooking up it didn't matter it, it really had nothing to do with anybody in the cast and they kept kind of going after side being like oh we don't care that you hooked up with her we don't care but they clearly cared they kept going after her for it they're like you're just not being honest about it well okay wait why did it, why is she to be <laughs> what do you what do you guys want from her at the same time they're like we know that you were talking shit about us you know calling teddy boring or erica cold i'm like Okay, that's literally every person ever. First of all, it's what every fan has ever said about Teddy and Erica, sorry. And two, yeah. like that's the nature of the show. Like if Denise was like talking some shit, like, okay, like I never felt like Denise was like super, you can tell me if I'm wrong or what. if you feel differently. I never felt like Denise was super, super fake.
0: No, I didn't think that Denise was super fake. I do think that she, I think that she came into the, sh- okay, I think that they thought when she came into the show that she was going to be the Denise Richards that like maybe people in the industry know like the former wife of Charlie Sheen the former best friend of Heather Locklear like the former star of Wild Things like they had this idea in their minds that they would see the 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 Denise that maybe they've gotten to see like at an after party or whatever because I definitely think that Denise presented herself in a way on the show that was not authentic but like so many women do that i agree and she wasn't doing anything that was hurting anybody she was just not talking about having sex with brandy it's like okay who cares
1: well the problem was they came after her for the wrong thing you know for the wrong like I, i remember they came after they went after denise because they said oh denise why are you so upset that we're talking about sex in front of your children when you talk about sex on the show it's like wait okay you can feel whatever, however you feel with Denise, and I agree with you, like, she didn't maybe present her most authentic self on the show, but Denise is allowed to put up a boundary and say, hi, I don't want you talking about sex in front of my children, thank you, like, that's, that's a very fair boundary, and the fact that they went after her for that, and they're like, you're calling us bad mothers, it's like, no, she didn't, like, she never called you guys bad mothers, she's asking for a boundary, so you don't talk about sex in front of her kids, and she's very much entitled to that, and I know that they're all fighting her, saying, well, Denise, your kids obviously watch Housewives, so they're going to see you talking about sex, it's like, okay but it doesn't mean that she's gonna talk about sex in front of her kids like it's It's still like
0: like, currently at a kid's birthday party that's they're a foot away and you guys are like talking about anal I
1: mean it's like it is weird and they were all just choosing to ride this for the entire season and just being like and just kind of and like kind of vilifying Denise for that when I was like okay you can be annoyed with Denise for whatever but like this is silly like you guys are wrong and you guys Mm -hmm. are like actively trying to like make it seem like she's saying you guys are bad mothers when she never said that nor has she ever even insinuated that
0: yeah I think that with Beverly Hills their biggest problem and I do think that it helps now that we have um these cast members that seem a little bit more dynamic and more interested in like progressing things forward whereas Denise really didn't give a shit you know what I mean (laughs) Denise was like I'm putting on my gap jeans and showing up to get drunk at this party and I don't I don't care what we talk about you know what I mean Um, but I think that the biggest problem with Beverly Hills now is that they're all aware that their show isn't good and they yep. desperately try and produce their show together they, they're desperate to like she's our villain and this is our storyline yeah. and we'll bring this up during it's like it's just so and we see all of it and I think there are definitely certain women are like that are worse when it comes to that stuff like Lisa Renna is so bad at like wanting to produce this show and That's so bad. Turn it into a daytime soap. And it's like, you could just let things happen. Like you guys are a really dynamic, interesting group of women. And I'm sure if you just naturally interact with each other, some shit will happen, you know?
1: I agree and I think I think these women are really are willing to the new cast members are willing to engage and Denise there was a point where she was like I'm out and and yeah. that was Denise and I and that's when it got bad we're, we're like, okay where, where do we go from here because Denise didn't want to engage She's like I'm leaving and she would leave with Aaron and run out the you know and run right. to the car and leave and, and call it a night and so she didn't want to engage so what show is there to have at this point um but I, I, it's interesting because when Lisa Renna joined the show in season five, that was a huge turning point for the show. And a lot of people say that season five was the last great season of Beverly Hills. Mm. It was Lisa, Eileen coming in. Um, and at that time, I felt like Lisa Renna was what the show needed. I was like, oh, what a great cast member to have. This is awesome. I think, and I've seen some tweets about this, as a society, it feels like we've evolved past the need to have Lisa Renna on this show. Right. And we don't really need her anymore. And I think that having her on the show and the way that she tries to produce the show isn't helpful to the show anymore it's not
0: totally okay I have two things to say first of all I think that that's true and I think that it was apparent when she went to dinner with Garcelle and she was like I'm sorry sometimes I'm a cut (laughs) and it's like that whole thing has worked for a million years for her and now it feels like we are sort of beyond the Lisa Renner show where it's like you do all these terrible things and you do it because you're willing to, th- like you said earlier throw a 20 year friendship under the bus for the sake of having a good couple episodes of this show and then you apologize because you didn't really mean what you were mad at. That's the, the the kicker. Is like she never really means what she's like angry about. She doesn't give a shit. That's why she's able yeah. to be like, water off a duck's back and then like move on from it. That's annoying. And I also think There are other women, too. Like, I think Dorit is really bad about, like, just anything that pops into her mind. Like, that could be a storyline. I'll ride it the whole... Like, Dorit will ride something for literally so long that I'm like, oh, my God. We don't care about this thing that you're upset about. Nobody
1: cares. Enough. Yeah, Dorit's like a dog with a bone when it comes to, like, random issues to be upset about.
0: It's like how many times you need to pull somebody aside and, and talk and talk about this dumb thing that the people watching do not care about
1: at all. It's so That was like the one, like her feud with Teddy was like the one time I actually felt like sympathetic to Teddy, really. Like I was like really, I was like on Teddy's side, really. I was like, oh my yeah. God. Like every time she would like call out Teddy for like either like having the wrong glass, drinking wine at it, like, you know, or like, Making or like being annoyed with Teddy because Teddy was annoyed with her about being late. Like it was just, uh, that was, yeah, Dereet's someone who like will be very annoying about fights. I will say I'm very glad that this season, I was wondering how they were going to acknowledge the Denise of it all this season because obviously, so between season 10 and 11, Teddy got fired, Denise chose to leave, and he right. had said that they actually offered Denise a contract, Denise turned it down. So and that, that was, like, the least surprising news ever when Denise announced that she was leaving the show. Denise, is, not even, Denise didn't even announce it. Her rep had confirmed that she'd left the show.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Uh, she was done. Um, and so coming into season 11, we have, you know, Garcelle coming back. And at this point, she's not in a good place with Lisa Rinna because, and Lisa Rinna had, I guess, brought her, well, I guess Denise and Lisa Rinna had kind of brought her into the show, quote-unquote, as her, their friend. Um, but Garcelle comes in and confronts Lisa Rinna saying, like, the way you treated Denise was Fucking awful, and I don't want to be treated the same way. Like I, 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 don't, I can't trust you. And I think I saw some people online go, "Oh, why is this a storyline?" I'm like, because it has to be. Like, Gar- I don't blame Garcelle for being like genuinely concerned about this person who just tore apart a 20 year friendship with her friend prior to the show, and just like not feeling any bad way, or at least not what we can see, not feeling bad about it. Like the last thing we saw between Denise and Rena on the reunion was uh denise crying and being like i don't know how we got here and and renna's giving her like a blank stare
0: yeah it's very telling of like who renna is honestly because it's like wow you really will do anything anything for your career like you will do anything you know what i mean uh and yeah and also i i do want to say just to like have on record that like i have really turned a leaf with dorit I just said something really mean about her, <laughs> but like I really like Dorit now. I think she's Me really. Me too. Fun. I think she's the Naomi Malone of Housewives. Like she literally is showgirls. Uh,
1: that was that's the craziest comparison, but you're
0: absolutely correct, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like if Naomi yes. had money, she'd be Dorit.
1: Yes, you are so right. Oh my god, <laughs> I do. I do really enjoy her on the show now. I really do, and I think I really liked her last season when she was like. Kind of going against the uh, what they say they call themselves the Fox Force Five, she was kind of like going right. against him a little bit. And I was like, I like this, Deree, like, I like this side of her, right? And so far
0: this season, she hasn't done much yet, but we'll see, I guess. I mean, I just like, I... I appreciate her charms, like, I think she's funny. I love her accent now. I think that her talking heads have gotten like just progressively more fucking hysterical to the point that now I think she's so funny, like, she makes yeah. me belly laugh.
1: I agree. I think she's really funny. I think she's charming. I think she's fun to watch, even when like nothing is really going on. I think that there. I think that we're also. I like the fact that we have eight women this year. I just think Beverly Hills always. They always that show always does better with a larger cast. I, mm. I couldn't imagine Beverly Hills with five women.
0: Oh, I totally agree. What would they do? <laughs> yeah I told they would fight about a dog for f- seven fucking months well especially because I have to say the new cast members are carrying the show on
1: their backs like Garcelle yeah. Crystal Sutton Kathy they're all carrying Beverly I mean I know we only had three episodes but they're carrying the show on their backs at this point
0: yeah when I want to go down the list of the new housewives starting with Kathy okay. and get your opinions of like what they've given so far and like what you think they'll be like and if you are into them or not
1: okay um, Kathy, I love. I'm shocked how much I love her, and I, I I'm a little hesitant with Kathy because I did watch the Paris documentary mm-hmm. on YouTube, and obviously Kathy was not per- uh not portrayed in the best light there. Right. Um, but on this show, I love her. I think she's, like, so kooky. And I, should be, I shouldn't be surprised because, like, I we watched know. Kim for all these years. I, I know. It's, it's, like, weird that, like, Kyle's the one who's sort of odd man out in that family. But, like, <laughs> right. but Kathy is, she's great. Like, she, I, I love watching her drink a Red Bull at 1 a.m. I like watching her have the fan going, but she didn't know how to plug it in. I like the fact that she's, like, just kind of willing to have a good time and doesn't really doesn't seem to really care she's sort of like fuck it i'm here now (laughs) i'll just have a good time like i'm here on my first vacation without rick and like i'm just gonna enjoy like i don't know i I i'm almost i wonder what it would have been like to have kim kathy and kyle in the same season but i think it would have been almost too powerful and i feel like maybe this was for the best that we have right and kathy and kyle together and Ken and kim and kyle in separate seasons
0: I agree. I was, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I was definitely hesitant because um, it should come as no surprise to anyone that like any reality show that Kathy Hilton has ever done, I've watched. And she's done a lot. Like she's been on reality TV a lot. She's done, I mean, she's made appearances on like every show that Paris has ever done. And then Kathy and Paris basically had a show together called Life According to Paris that Kathy was like um, really heavily featured on.
1: I forgot about life according to
0: Paris. Yeah, so like, I was a little like, okay, what version of Kathy are we going to get? Because Kathy, I've I've seen scripted series Kathy where she's very, you know, like playing the part of a fucking aristocrat because that's what the the Hiltons think they are, which is insane. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, just like dynasty. Um, And then, I don't know, I was, and I, I know a lot about Kathy just because of Paris. So I was like, what is she like? Like, what is she going to be like on this show? And it's fun to see that she is kooky and weird and like really silly and like just fucking weird. Like, it's like, of course she is. Like you said, of course she's like her own weird version of her sisters. They're all really weird. Yes. And she's like her own weird and it's fun. Um, And yeah, I like that she just like kind of doesn't give a shit. It doesn't seem like there's no stakes for her. You know, this isn't like, yeah. she doesn't care if she's on this show again next year. She doesn't care that she's on it now, but it's a fun experience. She doesn't need the money. Um, she's not going to be like starting a, a sunglasses line. Like no. she's not that girl, which is fun.
1: She's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. The fact that she slept in after not sleeping in Tahoe, she slept <laughs> in and skipped like the cast outing to go on the bikes. And she's like, I she was just like, Kyle, get out of my room. I'm not going like, that's <laughs> <it>. like shades. <laughs> are dry. I'm like, yeah, she doesn't care. Kathy doesn't care. She's like, I'm doing you guys a favor by being here. I know. And I'm excited. I, like
0: likes- I like that she likes to eat too. Because Beverly Hills is infamous for a bunch of women that order like lettuce wherever they go yes
1: i i did get, i did feel a nice comfort watching kathy eat chips at one in the morning and kyle's i just like annoying the crap out of kyle who's like trying to sleep and by the way like in that moment i'd be a kyle being like so worried about kathy getting crumbs in my bed at one in the morning and then having the gall and then having the gall to drink a red bull and thinking that <laughs> yeah. i'd be like kathy go to bed
0: <laughs> yeah shout out to uh shout out to kai from the real housewives orders i'm really i'm excited for kathy's ordering I really have high hopes. I think that we'll get some good restaurant orders. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens with that. And I'm excited to learn about the dynamic specifically of her and Kyle. Like I almost wish that she was on the show years ago when it was a different show. Cause we would have gotten a real, you know, really intense, like almost docu-series look at their relationship, but I am excited to see their specific dynamic. And So far, it just makes me fucking belly laugh.
1: I will say that I so far couldn't see, it's weird because as much as like Kathy could have so easily fit into, and and people have always been like, why hasn't Kathy been a housewife earlier? I almost can't see her in any other season because Kathy's energy, she is so kooky. She brings the comedy. She Mm -hmm. brings, she's very lighthearted for sure. At least that's the energy we're getting from on the show that like, I can't picture her. I have a hard time picturing her in the earlier seasons but i also i even thought to myself like oh what if she was on season six right after kim left Mm, and mm -hmm. so it's like okay let's see kim let's see you know kathy and kyle i still can picture there either because i was munchausen season where would kathy have fit like where would kathy have fit there like i just don't i feel like kathy came in at the perfect time that's what i think but at the same time, it's weird to say that because Kathy could have been on the show for years because her sisters were on the show for years. It seems like they, I mean, we know this, like the original, like when Kathy, Kim and Kyle did that like original like pilot together for whatever other reality show they were trying to sell. And then they ended up getting offered Housewives. Mm-hmm. It's like Kathy could have so easily been on season one and she chose not to be. But I think that she came in in the right time. And I'm glad that she has Crystal as a close friend on the show
0: yeah I agree with that yeah I I definitely think she came at the right time it is kind of weird to picture her like during any other era except for maybe like season one or two
1: yes it's weird by the way to watch Rinna be up her ass not even on the show but like (laughs) off the show she's like so up Kathy Hilton's ass like on Instagram
0: Kathy Hilton's here Kathy Hilton (laughs)
1: <laughs> and she's like never even she goes oh my god we are so blessed to have kathy Helton on our show like I watch up it's Life. she goes we are so lucky to, we're so lucky to have her i'm like okay we got it like i know you, want, you we know you want to be kathy hilton's friend that's like the nice thing about watching crystal be friends like actual friends with kathy is like it seems like crystal is sort of like yeah we're friends great love her totally but then but then Bruna is so thirsty for her friendship she wants that clout so badly
0: <laughs> it's kathy hilton uh, and the there. uh let's talk about who should we talk about next what's who's another new housewife that you have opinions on
1: so it's weird because garcelle and sutton are not new but i love well they're new in the sense that they came in last year but they're not new this this season i want to just say i want to profess my love for garcelle i love her so much um she's one of my favorite house she's my favorite housewife in beverly hills for sure um and i just really love her i think that she's great um I think she's very funny. I think she's very uh, real. And I think that she, I like the fact that every scene she's on, she, it just feels, she feels very authentic. And I think she's actually a grounding force for the show. She actually, to me, feels like the audience's way in at this point. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like she's sort of the audience surrogate. I I mean, I know for me, I agree with her on literally everything she says, especially in this fight with Rena, or sort of trying to figure out her shit with Rena and coming in as being like, okay, you treated Denise badly. You treated me badly. I just feel like she's our audience's way in like she really feels like the grounding force to me on on Housewives at this moment of Beverly Hills
0: I agree with that she is so authentic like just authentic and and honest and real and like I love the way that she sort of connects with everybody in this really like I'm not just going to be friends with you because we're doing this show kind of gig yeah Where she's like no, I, we got to really figure out like who each other are and I don't know if I you know I like that about her um and, yeah, and I like the way she's, like, opened up her life. I mean, even last year when we didn't get a lot of her, like, I still was so interested in her life. And, like, I love her as a parent. Like, it's yeah. so, like, nice to see. I mean, Kyle is a, is a good, they're all good parents. But it's just nice to see somebody, like, I don't know, like, discipline their kids on Housewives. You know what I mean? And they'll have, like, a, yeah. a like, respectful relationship with their kid.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's also because, like, Kyle um, they're all great parents on the show but we've seen their kids on the show for a long time a lot of them are now becoming sort of influencers or mm-hmm. kind of influencer adjacent and I think seeing Garcelle and her kids these, these seem like very 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 grounded kids very grounded. I mean I know Dorit's kids are babies so it's like they're not truly right. influencers. so I get it but that's what I mean more so with like Kyle's kids and obviously Rinna's kids are models and you know they're great parents or they seem like great parents on the show but we've seen those kids on the shows for years so i think it was just nice watching garcelle and see me, like this very down to earth yeah family when a think- woman who's the most famous one on the show by the way
0: yeah she and she has the most like you said grounded and like just normal like her kids just feel very normal her relationship with her kids feels very normal it's like very relatable to me she's like she almost kind of reminds me of my mom um
1: I really love her, and she really—it's nice to watch her be the grounding force on the show, for sure. At least in my opinion, like I just—I—I I don't know. I—I I was going to say, like, it feels like she is also kind of this. She has this energy of like, I don't need to be here. I'm on the real. I'm a working actress. Like, I don't need the show. It's my side gig, and like, mm. I'm going to be myself. I don't care. Like, I, I really get that vibe from her. Like, I, that she's like, I—I'm going to do what I want to do. I don't care. And like, I. I'll, do, I'll be myself because I have nothing really to prove.
0: Yeah, and she was so, like, wrapped up in the Denise stuff last year that it'll be nice to see her like, on her own and just... I agree. You know, like, her story last year was that she was Denise's friend, basically. I agree. And
1: I'm glad that she was, I mean, I'm glad that last season we got to watch her defend Denise in that way. I mean, mm-hmm. that should, I, I, you're right, that was mostly her story because it was so wrapped up in Denise just the entire season. I'm excited to see what she's going to be like this season with kind of making relationships with the other women. I thought that her conversation with Kyle was really, when she talked about trying to ex- kind of explain to Kyle the stereotypes uh, that black people are fi- face mm-hmm. um, when it comes to paying bills, I thought that it was a great scene to show in the show. And I'm glad that Carcel got to have that moment with Kyle. Not that Carcel should have had to educate Kyle on this, right. but I'm glad that we ultimately got to have that scene. And that Kyle, listened, which at this point seems like a a rarity on these Housewives shows that these white women will actually listen to when first people of color are trying to talk about their experience. I mean, we certainly see that with Sutton and Crystal, how Sutton's not listening. Um, And it was refreshing to actually see Garcelle have that conversation, but also see Kyle actually listen and say, I'm hearing you.
0: Right. And to see Kyle genuinely be like, oh, like, I really truthfully was like being a cunt to you. And like on purpose because I didn't like you, and I didn't even realize that that was like like she really truthfully didn't realize that that was like something that would equate to this other thing, you yeah. know. What I mean? She looked pretty like dumbfounded, genuinely, which I thought. Yeah, was-
1: Kyle's such an ass, by the way, for saying I wouldn't have brought it up if we were in a good place. I'm
0: like, I, wow, know,
1: I, know, I, know. I know,
0: I know, I um, know. What do you think about? Let's talk about uh, Sutton. Let's talk about Sutton.
1: So. Let's talk here's the thing about Sutton last season. I enjoyed her. Uh, she was speaking of kooky. Like I enjoyed her. I thought that she was an interesting cast member, um, in the sense that she is one of the most fragile housewives I've seen. Like, and I think a lot of people have used that word against her. her. I think a lot of people have used that word to describe her, um, especially with this last episode with her confrontation with crystal. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like her freaking out over the prank, um, I Sutton's like one of the most fragile housewives we've ever had, and just like emotionally fragile, like anything will kind of set her off. Mm-hmm. She was an interesting choice. I liked her on the show, um, and this, and I'm glad she came back this season. And I. This was a bad episode. This was a bad job. I just, I was very, very disappointed. Very, very upset when I, when she literally told Crystal, I don't see color. I don't see what the problem is with that. But beyond just that, I was really upset when she just, when Crystal is trying to talk and talk about her experience as a woman of color and Sutton goes, I am not doing this. I -hmm. am not going to do this. I'm not going to talk about this. Let's talk, I'm not going to talk about racial stereotypes and tries to bring in her own example of the experience she's had. And just in a moment that it was just the way she shut Crystal down was just not not good. Not good, not okay. And it definitely
0: soured my view on, on Sutton. She was almost like a pair it was like a parody of an an ignorant older Southern woman. Like she was almost like it was like wild that it was actually happening, especially when, like you said, when she was talking and Sutton was in the background saying, well, i feel can i tell you how i think for a second can i talk about how i feel as she's in the middle of like talking about this like really important thing it's like yeah. you're not even listening to what she's saying that was so yeah she is really fragile and very just like she's a weird lady like she's one of those women that if yeah. you, like decided to dig up things about her you would inevitably find a bunch of very fucking weird shit like she just gives me strange vibes
1: she gives me strange vibes I I feel like I never really as much as I enjoyed her on the show last season I feel like I didn't really know her I was just like I mean she was a friend of so that's also one of the reasons why her scenes were cut out but or edited down but I I thought she was weird but I thought she was interesting and I thought that she I find that she has a hard time being in an ensemble (laughs) show Mm. um and Yeah, and I think that Crystal, by the way, gave Sutton a lot of grace and, and, and listened to her and said, like, oh, like, I want to hear about your experience. When Sutton's like, what about my experience as a Southern white woman? It's like, I, Sut- Crystal really said, like, I, will, I want to hear you. I want to hear it. I want to understand it. But yeah. the problem was Sutton was never listening to Crystal. Right. And Sutton just was railroading her in a way that was so disappointing. And I'm, I'm glad that Sutton ultimately apologized on Instagram and it, and it looked like Crystal accepted it. And that was a nice exchange on Twitter, especially after seeing the horrific stuff that happened to Tiffany Moon on Dallas and the fact that Cameron and her family are, you know, spouting these racist attacks against um, Tiffany online. It was refreshing to see Sutton really own up to it, apologize and Crystal and have them having the interaction online. I mean, obviously it's not in the show, so it's not the same, but right. but to see her at least acknowledge it on social media and there wasn't some big, like, because I was worried that Sutton was going to, like, I-, I was worried that Sutton was going to kind of, like, double down on social media and completely, like, kind of go after Crystal, and I'm glad that it wasn't that situation. Sutton, it looks like Sutton realizes that she was wrong, Right. Um, but um, it, I don't know. Beyond just that conversation with Crystal, I just, uh, I don't know what was going on with Sutton. this episode where she was freaking out over a prank and taking it really personally. Um, this prank that that, that, Kathy got, that Kathy was pulling on um, the other women where she was pretending to drink uh, martinis, but it was really filled with water. But then we find out that Erica and, and Rinna and Doreed all caught on to it. So they're all pranking Kathy now right. and they're all drinking water, but they're pretending it's martinis. Um, and basically ends up being like the only person who, didn't, who wasn't really in on the joke anymore with Sutton. And Sutton was just so sensitive about it. And I, yeah. and I, I, didn't, uh, it's, I didn't know what to make of the situation. Like, I, I honestly, I appreciated when Kyle was like, when Sutton's like, I'm a grown up. And Kyle's like, then act like one, like grabs her by the arm, like Sutton's her child. Like, because Sutton was just like completely losing it. She was completely spitting out. But I've yeah. done that before. Like not in this like big screen. Like, but she's she did that last season a couple times where she kind of spun out and like I, they just didn't know how to kind of deal with the situation or help or how to help her.
0: Yeah, she's got like some um some like uh Shannon Bador energy at times. Wow just, like, yes. Wow, like what are you even why are you literally neon red and, and like trembling? And, like, shake crying at dinner over, like, something so dumb. I think that... Honestly, I think
1: Sutton probably... I, I can't even pretend to understand what Sutton was even thinking in this moment. But what I do think Sutton was probably... What I can guess what was going through her head was Sutton just had this conversation with Crystal. That certainly didn't go in her favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sutton has that in her brain. And Sutton's trying to find things to make herself seem better so she goes and confronts crystal the next day and says i apologize but i need you to apologize for for calling me out and saying oh saying that i'm the girl who who doesn't see color Mm -hmm. and i need you to apologize for hurting my feelings and crystal's like oh and crystal very nicely apologized even though quite frankly crystal had nothing to apologize for sorry like crystal didn't crystal had no reason to apologize to sutton and i and i thought it was fucked and it's one thing like it's one thing for sutton to be fragile and like but it's another thing to use that fragility and and use it against Crystal when Crystal had nothing to apologize for.
0: Well, when I think Sutton that Sutton, hurt, when
1: Sutton hurt Crystal's feelings.
0: I think that Sutton is hyper aware of how she looks on the show. I think that she exists in the cast as somebody who is obsessive about like how she comes across and how she looks and what people yeah. will think of her and stuff. Like I don't think that she um she comes from like an authentic place all the time because she's always worried about like how Sutton's going to come across or in the, sh- you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Yeah, I just get that vibe from her where she's not just like in it. She's not just like in whatever they're doing. Well,
1: you know how I got, where I got that vibe too. And I can, and I, you could tell at this moment she was completely spinning out is when she actually, so after that conversation with Crystal, she go they go to dinner and she looks at Erica and she goes, Erica, as a Southern white woman as well, don't people naturally assume that you're racist? And Erica's like, no. And I could tell in that moment Sutton was like, fuck, and just started completely like, because that was Sutton's whole storyline this episode was that she was like, as a Southern white woman, people just assume that I'm racist. Right. And when, Erica, and when Erica didn't back her up on that, Sutton was like, fuck, I look bad now on TV. I look really bad. I look really bad. I look really bad. And then this prank happens where Sutton's taking it personally. Thinking that they're all making fun of her and texting that, about her behind her back. Right. And she just lost it beyond control. That's, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. That's what I, I think she just completely lost it because it was just one thing after another. That quite frankly, she put this on herself, but I think that she was freaking out over how she's going to look on TV. And I think she just lost it at that moment.
0: Right, and also like very, I totally agree with you. And I think like very famously what all sort of racist Southern people say is like, like it's a stereotype. Everybody thinks that we're all racist. Like only racist Southern people even say that. Uh, yeah of course you know what i mean like yeah erica is racist and doesn't assume that people er, erica is racist erica is southern <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't assume that other people will think she's ra- racist because she's southern because she's not racist do you know what i mean like it's not yeah. a thing that just lives on the front of her mind that like everybody's gonna think i'm racist when i walk in the room it's like no
1: i also think that satin trying to put like kind of in her conversation with crystal trying to talk about how when Crystal's like, I've experienced racism, and Sutton's like, okay, great. But just so you know, people assume that I'm a racist and that's really bad. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know if this is the time for that conversation with Sutton. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. don't know if, like, on Sutton's, I'm like, why are you, like, Sutton, why are you talking about this? Like, Crystal's talking about the racism that she's experienced and the microaggressions that Garcelle faced. And you're going to now use this moment to talk about the fact that, oh, but you know what's so bad for me is that people just assume I'm not, that I'm racist because I'm from the South. It's like, okay, Sutton, like, no, yeah. like, come on, come on, Sutton, really? It's like, I face
0: stereotypes too. It's like every human person faces a stereotype. You of don't get course. a cookie because you face a stereotype. I don't, what do you want? It's, so right. it's, the, imp- it's the
1: implications that the, the, the stereotypes have. And people have called it so different than obviously right. the stereotypes that white people face. I mean, you and I obviously know that we know that, and right and I think Crystal was very nicely trying to explain that to her, and Sutton was just not listening. And I think that when I some people online were like, "Oh, Crystal is being harsh to Sutton," though it's like, how do you expect Crystal to react? I mean, yeah, how is she supposed to react? I thought that she gave Sutton a lot of grace,
0: especially because in the moment they weren't even they were having like a really genuine. We're just talking in the kitchen and making drinks, moment like that was so out of left field when she freaked out.
1: I know, and I think I saw someone write in line like, oh, well, Crystal wasn't even approached, Crystal was approaching her like she didn't even want to be friends with Sutton. I'm like, uh, no, like I no. don't like, no, like I just know, like, I mean, yeah, there was a point where Crystal was over, like the end of the episode where Crystal was on the phone with her friend and I guess didn't realize she was being recorded. Right. Um, was like Sutton's crazy. I mean, I'm like, yeah, because she just dealt with Sutton being nuts for two days, like, for, like, for, like, you know, going after Crystal. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how Crystal's supposed to react. Sutton was going after her for literally two days and she was, and she had had it. She just had it.
0: Let's talk about Crystal.
1: New Crystal, new Housewife Crystal. I, what do you think of Crystal?
0: Um, I think it's, it's almost maybe too early to tell. I don't, I don't feel an immediate, intense connection to her the way that I've felt with other housewives during their first season where I'm like, wow, like how did this show ever exist without her? I'm not getting like a Dorinda moment with her, you know? Okay, yeah. But I do really like her. I think she's really funny. I think she's really smart. Um, I'm a sucker for a funny housewife. Like she's she does really good talking heads. You know what I mean? Like she's quick. I mean, that's like the weight of my heart. And... Yeah. Yeah, I think that she adds a lot to the cast. Like she really like grounds the cast because she's not like somebody who will be fake and do a bunch of Lisa Rena, like let's produce our show and make it really good kind of bullshit. Like she just sort of exists and is like experiencing it. And I like that about yeah. her.
1: I really like her too. I really like Crystal. I think she's a great addition so far. Um, I like her family. I was like loving her like solo scene. when they in that a couple episodes ago where they showed us like the like her you know intro package and they're like oh, I'm Crystal and like this mm-hmm. is my family. I just was like riveted by that whole with her kids and her husband and the and the housekeeper and her brother. I was all I was into all of that. I, yeah, I I was in, I'm into her storyline. I'm into her on the show. I like that she's really genuinely friends with Kathy. I thought that was great. I will say I thought that intro. I know that every season they have to do this awkward clunky housewives intro because you know they can't say that this person came from casting right. <laughs> so they always have to do this whole thing with like oh this is my fatty and i think this was one of the clunkier intros by having lisa rinna and kyle just kind of show up to crystal's
0: house oh my I god
1: here's my question why didn't they just have crystal film a scene with kathy or kathy introducing crystal and kyle to each other that would just i mean that would have been way more authentic because crystal came on the show as kathy's friend
0: i know that's what i assumed that they were going to do even before the season started because right they- kathy and crystal did all of their promo together yes they were definitely
1: like, like in tahoe they're like by the way isn't that funny like uh, in between like you know fighting with sutton like then they're just right outside, crystal's like i'm the new housewife in real housewives of Beverly hills we are having a great time so far this is really fun it's like oh my yeah God. she's like
0: i just had a race fight go to BravoTV.com.
1: right just and kathy's like i slept until noon and now i'm doing this promo Yeah. (laughs) Go to (laughs) BravoTV.com.
0: In my new veneers. Kathy's new veneers were insane.
1: They are insane. Did you get the same veneers as Kyle? Because
0: now they have the exact same teeth. It's like a pageant flipper. It gave me real (laughs) toddlers and tiara's flashbacks that I did not need in my life.
1: I will say this. I I hate to comment on this. Kathy's a beautiful woman. Always has been a beautiful woman. I will say I I when I looked up Kathy I googled Kathy and I saw some old pictures and I was like oh my gosh like I just yeah. forgot I really did forget I really did she's beautiful she's a gorgeous woman but I and she was gorgeous before but I just I really forgot the pre teeth Kathy yeah it was like okay. I mean I also I I also forget the pre veneers Kyle until I see like old flashbacks of Kyle right
0: well Kyle's veneers showed me the possibilities of veneers to be honest like because I only she has knew- the
1: best she is the best.
0: Yeah, like I only knew veneers to be like meanie, Snooky, just big white fucking honking donkey teeth, like literally massive (laughs) blinding blue white teeth. And Kyle's are like
1: incredible. Amazing. I mean, I I, 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 I know. It's unreal. It's amazing how uh, Kyle has amazing veneer. I agree with you. And it's totally like, I know they always say, like, oh, which interest? I'm so fascinated by veneers. I really am. I always have been. I don't want them, but I know that when I'm 40, I probably will. Um, will I get them TBD but I'm so fascinated by the process of putting veneers on and just like process I'm fascinated by the whole process and they always say like oh veneers can really change your face or smile and I'm like I don't know Kyle It really did change her smile she she does look younger with the veneers for sure
0: well I will say that I do follow a veneer person on TikTok it's like one of my favorite accounts
1: wait who do you follow because I will follow them
0: I'll look them up do, do you use TikTok
1: I have an account but I don't really
0: use it Okay, same. I have an account, but I don't post, but I, like, look at it yeah. obsessively in bed. And yeah. I follow this veneer person who mostly talks about the dangers of veneers because it's such, like, an influencer thing now to get them. Yeah. And uh, she always talks about how, like, like, it's actually, like, completely insane that young people shave down, like, perfectly healthy, yeah, strong bad. teeth to, like, yeah. nubbins for teeth that will have to be replaced every eight years. Ooh, you know, yeah. and it's like, what if that that random month eight years from now you don't have a good YouTube week, and you can't buy your like front veneer that has fallen out? You know what I mean? it's yep. crazy. Yeah, I
1: I remember like there was a I remember like Ashley Graham had like remember she had like posted something a couple like a, a year ago where she like popped a veneer out and I'm like ah and then you just, you <laughs> could just see. I was like whoa. I think the thing that scares me about veneers, I will say, sorry, we're having just a whole on on veneers conversation, but um, uh, the thing that scares me the most about veneers is that there's no turning back. The moment you get them, you're stuck with them because your Mm -hmm. teeth are whittled down to nubs. I actually, funny enough, I know the doctor you're talking about because I have seen her TikToks. Yeah. um, Where she's talking about the danger. She's like, you guys are absolutely insane for getting veneers. They are bad (laughs) for you. Do not whittle down healthy enamel. Don't do it. Like, don't do it. Um, But yeah, like, it is, I shouldn't, I will say this I can't imagine getting them because I don't want to see myself with the, like imagine Kyle with the whittled down teeth sorry imagine Ramona with the whittled down teeth like how do you think they looked at themselves? do you think they looked at themselves in the mirror and they're like this is good
0: it's like little puppy teeth yes it's terrifying especially when you have healthy teeth
1: you like can't it's... unsee that either by the way you cannot Ugh. unsee that because I'm sure they'll show you. I probably would be like, please don't show me. But I'm sure they would give me the mirror anyway. And they would show me like, oh, here are your teeth whittled down before we put the caps on. And I'm like, no, like, I don't really see that. Like, I just, I, I, you can't unsee that.
0: If I got them, I would want them so banged up and fucked up. I'd be like, make them a little tarnished, literally dip them in like butter and yeah. chip them. I don't want blinding white teeth that are all one size. And they all, by the way, went to the same
1: doctor because they all went to, like, like Kyle went to whoever in the city. I think Ramona and Margaret also went to them, that one guy.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I guess that's like the guy, because he does a good job.
1: He does do a good job. I'm trying to think who else. I'm thinking with the Nini veneers. It's so
0: funny. (laughs) I mean, Ninnies were like Looney Tunes. I mean, literally animated.
1: Never forget when Manini was showing off her veneers to Sheree in the middle
0: of their fight. It was like, and I was so happy that Sheree like called it out because it's like, thank you for calling them donkey teeth because that's what they are. <laughs> you need to get a trim out on them donkey teeth. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, oh um, let's talk about, let's talk about Fix That Body.
1: So,
0: <laughs> no let's let's talk finally a little bit about before we move on from beverly hills we have to talk about the erica jane of it all obviously
1: i almost forgot for a second how crazy
0: is that the greatest editing thing that beverly hills has ever done i would say like they're in a peak editing moment specifically with erica jane's storyline where they are purposely doing this like slow burn and they keep showing her spending frivolous amounts of money And they know that it's like hitting different this year. You know, like it hits so different to watch her be like, it's glam, it's fun. If you can afford it, do it. It's so
1: dark. It's so dark. (laughs) I will say, I'm also really glad that we're getting this. Because I remember Andy was like, oh, Andy Cohen said like, well, don't worry, we're covering everything from the beginning of the divorce to now. (laughs) I'm thinking, oh my God, will this be like episode eight where we finally get the reveal. And no, next episode is when she files.
0: And how dark was her... um, like two three is it two truths and a lie right
1: oh my god what the fuck happened there with two truths and a lie like what Why? the fuck? like what the hell and then she's like i'll tell you later i'll tell you later i'll tell you later i can't tell you now it's like okay
0: it's like, it's it's like i wanted a
1: wire for the fbi
0: <laughs>
1: and by the way everyone took that very casually they're all just like lounging
0: it was so beverly hills to like not make a big deal about that
1: By the way, my favorite thing about that two truths in the lie scene was not only Kathy's three truths, but also the fact that Lisa Renee refused to participate because she goes, I'm a bad liar! And Garcelle goes, you're an actress.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you lie all the time. Oh my god, it was so funny when when Kathy didn't understand the game and Kyle was just, like, staring at her because she knew before everybody else that Kathy didn't get it. And like, that was so fucking funny. <laughs> that was the best
1: editing where they just like flashback to everything that Gar- like all the truths that Kathy had said throughout the day where she was like, I was a receptionist at the Waldorf. Like I worked as a dentist, like a dental assistant. I <laughs> cut hair. They just flash back to cause Garcelle's like, wait a second. D- these are all true. And they just flash back to every- First of all, when Kathy was saying on the plane to everybody, poor Garcelle, she was like, I was, I used to cut hair. They just they show like all the women listening except for Garcelle who's literally freaking out on the plane and is trying to like right, get
0: yeah. Together. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it is so good. That was a re- see. That's what I mean. I love when Beverly Hills is just funny because it's actually really funny. Like it's a funny. They don't really get a lot of credit for being a funny cast. They're not like you think of like New York and and Atlanta. Like there are other cities that you think of when you think of like really funny slapsticky yeah. kind of gals but there it's like i that's those are my favorite moments honestly
1: you're so right beverly hills is very funny i mean besides kooky kim who's hysterical but like right. kyle's even funny like right now right on her height was funny like mm-hmm. you know and her height um oh my gosh right like lisa vanderpump is so witty she's hysterical oh like God. yeah i agree it was such a you're right it was a very funny cast i'm sorry to jump away from erica for a second i i'm curious to see how this all goes down um I don't know like i don't so obviously in the trailer it shows that sutton's the one who's calling her out and saying i and saying that she doesn't believe erica and we'll see how that goes down i mean i'm not surprised to see that they all do the women look to be like i don't know like where garcelle and crystal stand or kathy but it seems like the other women that are part of like the fox force five or whatever they look like they're all going to back up erica i'm not surprised by that but it definitely is annoying and not because they should just automatically assume that erica's like lying i'm not saying that it's more so just because it seems like they're not really going to <clears throat> question her like i know they had that one scene where kyle goes did you know about any of this but it felt very performative like they were all just gonna they all agreed to have this scene where they're gonna ask for these quote tough questions where then erica's gonna just explain this all away and then that's it there you go now we believe our friend
0: hey and... listen marriages are hard they can be difficult that'll be it right. like literally that's it Right,
1: and, yeah, and her, when Erica's like, nobody knows but him. And it looks like, and Garcelle gives that face where she's like, oh, okay, whatever, like. <laughs> I know, it, I know. It it seems like Garcelle and and mostly Sutton, like, really, I mean, I thought that trailer where Erica goes, or what, to Sutton was absolutely horrifying. It's the Erica <laughs> the way, that I hate. I hate that Erica the most. The one who's, like, just kind of goes after, like, she did that to Teddy, and that was the other time I felt bad for Teddy. And she did that to, um, Eileen for no reason where she kind of like go like where she gets really nasty and just completely kind of she like, gets just very nasty and, and just kind of goes after these people for honestly who usually don't deserve it I don't know what happened I don't know what Sutton says to kind of get to get that reaction from Erica right. but Teddy certainly didn't deserve that honestly when Erica kind of like was spewing venom at her and Eileen certainly didn't deserve that when when Erica went after her in season seven.
0: The Eileen one literally almost made me, like, em-
1: emotional. Cry. Yeah, I know. I felt so, and when she cried, well, because I so would have, like, I would have reacted like Eileen. Like, Eileen was so, like, she did not mean it the way that, like, it came out, and the way yeah. that Erica received it, and Erica completely misdirected her anger to Eileen, and it felt, and even when she was like, sorry, like, it just sort of felt not genuine. I don't really mm-hmm. remember. I just was like, Eileen and I are good. And it's like, you were horrible
0: to her. In my opinion, listen, Erica Jane has overstayed her welcome by about a year. I'm I done with the Erica Jane show. I don't fucking care about her being, I don't care about her finding her inner pop star. Anybody can be Erica Jane. I don't want to be Erica Jane. I'm done. I don't care about anything that she wears. I don't give a shit about her fucking shows. I don't care that she's filming music videos. I don't care. I just, I think that Erica Jane's presence on this show. Like she was so great at first because she was like the person who came in and and was like calling things out and was sort of a voice for the audience and like her sniper to this from the side moment was so iconic like but like over time I think what Erica did to this show was like neuter it like yeah she made it really vapid really shallow really surface and now it's like it's like, it's fun that Eric or that she brought this like fashion element to Housewives. But like yeah. now it's like, you know, it's all of the women showing up to have tea in fucking Marquesa gowns. And it's like, I know. You
1: know. I It's interesting because a lot of people forget that Erica was there. It was Kim and Brandy's replacement. Erica and Catherine were Kim and Brandy's mm. replacement. And that show had a complete seismic shift when mm-hmm. Erica and Catherine came on. And when, and really when Brandy and Kim left, I think the whole kind of game of the show completely changed. Okay. And when Erica joined, it was really like, Lisa Min and Eileen joining the season before, it was like a new era, but it was a new era for the show. But Erica came in, it was still like, it was still a big seismic shift. And, and season six, is was like the worst season of Beverly Hills, the Munchausen season. That was Erica's first year. And Erica was a good, she was a good housewife that season, But I, but she definitely, her presence and her storylines have completely changed what Beverly Hills is. And I wanted her off the show after last season. And so when they brought her back, I was like, oh, okay. And obviously the producers didn't know that the storyline was going to happen. So I'm curious <laughs> to see what's going to happen now that they have this story. And I mean, I say story, even though it's like a horrible situation, <laughs> like right. really terrible situation for the victims, but I'm curious <clears throat> to see how this going to go down. I'm gonna see, how, curious to see how they edit it. But yeah, I agree with you that she definitely overstayed her welcome. She should have left a year or two ago
0: anybody can be erica jane um okay let's talk let's move on and talk about new york
1: wow especially after this week's episode
0: oh miguel it is listen i think that i i always say that new york is the high octane house it's high octane housewives it's housewives on crack like it's just yeah it's the difference between like to me even though i don't know anything about foosball i would equate new york to like a good basketball game where the ball is just being passed constantly it's like wow do you know what i mean like beverly hills is almost like football it's stop and go it never really gets anywhere for me it's like it takes for things to happen you know whatever and like but new york is just like quick 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 like they deal with things they talk about things they pound it out they move on they're on to the next i'm mad at you now i will not be mad at you in 10 minutes it's like it moves so fast and like that's just great
1: you know what's funny about new york versus beverly hills is that like beverly hills we always say plays like a primetime soap and then new york mm-hmm. plays like a comedy and it's i have to send you this clip like there are scenes where you can just tell like two scenes beverly hills teddy's waiting for dorit who's like an hour late for lunch and they just play the music it's like. Doon. Dun, dun, dun. like it's just like yeah. it, it's like dramatic like she's just like sitting there <laughs> and being like oh like she's mad she's like obviously pissed off <laughs> right and it's, play, and it's playing like a dramatic scene it's playing like a dramatic like dun, 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 dun. like it's playing like a dramatic scene where they're like where is Dorit what's going on why is Teddy here alone that same kind of scene in New York where Sonia's waiting for, I think, Harry Dubin. They're, like, dude. they're playing like clown music and she's waiting for 30 minutes. She's like, she's like oh, she's like, oh my God, I'm usually the last, I should, I'm usually the late one. I don't get it. I just don't understand it. You see her like stirring her water with her straw. And she's and just like dude, 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 dun, 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 dun. like clown music. She's As like waiting for Harry to walk in.
0: She's like it's looking this. at her vagina with a hand mirror at yes. dinner. <laughs>
1: yes it's the same scene but with two different types of music and completely different tones and that's the difference between new york and beverly hills besides the fact that new york will have storylines fly like every episode's a new story mm-hmm. beverly hills you're you're using one story for basically the entire season
0: yeah and i think you and i talked about this either before we started talking or at the very beginning of our call um that like Beverly Hills is in a place right now of like really trying to figure out what it is and it doesn't know what it is at all. And like, you can tell that it doesn't know what it is. It feels very like identity crisis moment. Like,
2: Mm.
0: you know, trying to figure out like, who is the pillar of this show? Like Like, what are we? And like, New York is in a transitional phase, obviously. Yeah. But even still, it's like when women come into that show, it's almost like they very quickly figure out what kind of show it is.
1: Yes. I agree. hundred percent. I agree. It's it, New York seems like it's a hard housewife show to, to get into because it's such a specific style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's so interesting about New York is first of all, it's, it's a very small cast. It's the smallest cast in season one. We only have five full-time women. Um, I think that we came in with Dorinda gone. I think I, I think it's the thing about New York, and I think a lot of people are upset because they, a lot of people, I, I think the tide has turned against Leah, for sure. Most of the audience seems to really dislike her this year. I'm mm-hmm. not surprised. Um, right. We actually talked that about that. We did, how, like, Leah is getting a lot of hate this year. I think that what's going on with Leah and the show in general is Leah was the breakout star of last season. Um, But that was also because Bethany had left. So Bethany had left like a day before they were supposed to shoot. Leah was supposed to come in as a seventh housewife, not Bethany's replacement. Um, And so when Leah ended up becoming Bethany's replacement, Bethany leaving left a huge vacuum, like a huge like power vacuum. And Leah came right in and she was the star of the season. But at the same time, the cast was still, you know, Tinsley and Dorinda and Ramona, Luann, Sonia during the season tinsley left, and then Dorinda was fired so now we're very much of a much smaller cast and i think that leah not surprisingly became the star of this season and i think a lot of people are kind of bugging out about it because they're sort of realizing that it's a very i mean people don't like leah for valid reasons but i think that a lot of people were not prepared for it to really become like the leah show like leah at this point is the center of the show and I'm not surprised that she send the show. She was a breakout star of last year, so I'm not surprised that they narratively made that choice to make her the center.
2: Mm-hmm. But it
1: definitely shows that there we're in a new era of New York. And I think a lot of people are kind of longing for the era of New York that was season seven through eleven, which was like Bethany, Carol. Um, yeah, the women that we have now,
0: but really like the Harlem Globetrotters of Housewives.
1: Right. Dorinda, even Heather, Tinsley. And I just sort of, I'm like, that era's over. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it was, it's been over since last year. Like, I don't think Bethany's ever coming back. Like, I don't think no. it's happening. And can I say a controversial opinion? I don't really think Jordan coming back. You don't? So I think what's really going to happen, I'm going to just say it, and maybe I'm wrong. And I hope I am wrong. I, I Listen, I think Jordan had a horrible season last year, and I'm actually, it was ultimately glad that she was let go, because I think she needed some, quote, time off. Right. I think that Dorinda is going to be the Jill Zarin in the sense that she wants to come back on the show and she'll eventually make a lot of appearances on the show as a friend or like as a guest but she'll never be full time again that's what I really think in my core I don't I don't don't think I don't think the producers want her to be full time again oh my god I hope you're not right I think there's a reason why they let her go and they didn't just bump her down to a friend sorry
0: I mean I could totally see that for sure oh yeah that makes my heart hurt, but you're, I think you're probably right. When did
1: they ever bring back New York Housewives besides Bethany?
0: It's true.
1: In a main stat, I know Luann was a friend of one year, but that was a contract negotiation issue. Like when do they ever, like Heather came back, uh, Heather's not even a friend. They keep saying Heather's a friend of, Heather's not a friend of, Heather's leaving after this next episode. Like she was, Heather had revealed that she was gonna sign on to become a friend. And after her feud with Leah, she chooses to quit. She didn't even sign her contract. She's like, I'm out, bye
0: well okay let me i want to respond to a couple of things that you said for one thing i'm doing of, I, I
1: put a lot on the table sorry
0: no i know i know and it's it's new york so it's like i i care a lot you know what i mean <laughs> i care too much even um okay so with leah i will say that and i feel like you and i talked about this last year like i think my neighbor's vacuuming by the way so sorry if anybody can hear that can <laughs> you, okay. do you hear that
1: a little bit it's fine okay it's, um, it's actually comfort- it sounds like kathy's fan
0: actually sounds like she may be doing an air mattress thing or something i don't know um but i think that with leah and you and i talked about this that she came into the show injected it with all this new life i mean it was so exciting to get to know leah right and she's cool and she's like a person that she's a kind of person that the show for whatever reason has been trying to hide from us which is like anybody who isn't on like the upper east side i don't know why it's like it's fucking new york city and we get this very specific kind of woman in new york so it's so exciting to see leah especially for younger people who watch housewives and for the first time in the history of this city you can like genuinely relate to like a younger girl who has younger interests and isn't grossed out by a tattoo and you know isn't like obsessively on the prowl for a rich old daddy like you know it's like it's just it was exciting and it was fun and she was funny and like you said it was like such a, a moment because bethany was gone and the fact that she came in and it felt like it felt like it worked it yeah. added so much to it because bethany was such massive shoes to fill yeah but then that's a lot of pressure for a, a, a follow-up season you know yeah, to Be like the premier cool young housewife. You are the one. You're expected to like show up everywhere in these crazy fucking like streetwear clothes and, and hoodies with fucking giant bows on them. And like, you know, there's a lot of pressure on her to like be the cool, hip young housewife now in New York. And it's, it obviously is where the yeah. show wants to go. Uh, so oh, do, yeah. in that sense, I feel kind of bad for her because I don't think she had a fair shot coming into a second season
1: and things that happened behind the scenes like she had got signed by an agent after her first season she got i mean she was in contract negotiations it it was rumored that she got like double the salary she was supposed to get and you know there were things that were happening behind the scenes that solidified her like kind of star moment Mm -hmm. i think that she's not having a great season (laughs) um i think that it's also tough because this season's been only five episodes but we've only been in like We've been in the Hamptons for most of the season so far, so we're watching Leah over the course of one trip while her grandmother mm-hmm. is dying, and clearly she's not doing well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and she's going through it. Um, but beyond, besides that, I think that she's having yeah, it's it's clear she's not having a great season. But I, I don't. It's interesting to see how much people really hate her. A lot of people really, really are like she's ruining the show, and she's like uh, she needs to get off. And I think that a lot of people are clinging on to this. I'm, listen I'm not saying the hate towards Leah is not valid it is mm-hmm. and you can you can dislike Leah all you want, it's fine like she's certainly not a perfect housewife and I you can you don't have to like her but I think that a lot of people are also taking their frustration over what the show is now um, and the fa- and just kind of like and applying that towards leah a little bit and maybe. It'll, it, not projecting but I like I said like I just think that there's a it's it's an era for the show that's over and it's this new era that I think nobody really thought they were gonna get and I think that seeing that Dorinda's actually gone um and how she was such a pillar and seeing even Tinsley gone it's just clear and clear and clear that like this like old era of the show is gone like it's just it's just done it's it's just done and I think that people don't want to handle that or people are not happy about it and i get it i don't think this is the best season of ronnie so far (laughs) totally but i will but i will say this like a lot of people are like leah 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 i don't think leah or ebony are the the problem here like i i think ebony is like the saving grace of this season oh my god we'll talk about her i love her um I don't think, I don't think Leah's the problem. I think the issue for why the show is like not doing great this year is Ramona, Sonia, and Milan, and mm-hmm. and clinging on to this era of the show that's over. Like, I don't know exactly how to fix the cast. I do think like, I think Ebony, I love her a lot. And I think that she's a saving grace for this season. I do think they probably could have, if they could, it, I wish they hired one more person or at least maybe two more women just so we can have a more, um, just a fuller cast I think it's just a lot to put on Leah and Ebony I do think Leah and Ebony are carrying the shows on their back Mm -hmm. and I think it's a lot for these two women to have to carry the show on their back um and I wish that they hired a couple more people I think it's interesting seeing how they wanted to cast the show like obviously they tried to get Heather on as a friend get someone like oh here's a sixth woman here you go Heather left and so then Bershon's gonna come in and it's interesting seeing the casting because you remember when like do you remember when Bershon was like rumored to be the cast member like the housewife this (laughs) Mm -hmm. season and then it didn't and then it like didn't happen for some reason then Bravo and that was like rumors and then Bravo had officially announced that Ebony was going to be the cast member Mm -hmm. and then I guess they I my guess I don't know what happened I'm not going to pretend to know my guess from reading the news and just like trying to figure it out is they probably passed on Bershon and then when, when ebony was cast and then heather came in and heather left i think they just sort of scrambled and were like okay Bershawn, we'll bring you back that's what it feels like right. I mean, we haven't seen we haven't seen bershawn yet but that's my guess because like of the way it all went down seeing that bershawn clearly comes in after heather leaves and how bershawn now was sort of a friend of but not
0: really like i don't know um yeah and i i agree with you i think i don't think that the problem with the show this year is leah or ebony like i think that that's like a lot to put on two people who like for the most part are really dynamic have made a um, i mean it's wild how much ebony i mean we could just like start talking about her now it's fucking wild how much she has like sort of acclimated and like it feels like she has always been there in a weird way and yes i agree she's so quick and funny and smart and it's crazy that she like understands the the like nature of New York like this show so instinctively like she just gets it and I really Mm -hmm. enjoy the way she sort of like chooses to like in the episode where she had the moment with Ramona right where Ramona Mm -hmm. had like that moment where they were like talking I really Mm -hmm. enjoy the way she like sort of goes about like handling her situations on the show because she's not combative in a way that's like um, obnoxious in the way that New York can be you know in the way that Leah and like the way Leah's acting right like it was very like it was entertaining but at the same time like it progressed the story it progressed their relationship like she's really good at making TV like which I guess you know she is literally on television so it makes sense I guess that she knows how to do television but she just she's good at this show she's just good at being a housewife I think
1: She's really good housewife. I, I think Ebony said that they'd actually, like she had talked to producers. She had been talking to them for, I think, a year, maybe even a couple of years, at least a year or something like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm so glad that she's like on the show now. And mm-hmm. I think she's a great housewife. I think she's so funny. Um, she's very quick. Like, I just, I, 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 she's, been, she's been great. And like I said, I think she's the saving grace of the season. I don't know what the season would have been like without Ebony. Like, I really do enjoy her on the show quite a bit. And it's interesting watching her, I agree, watching her kind of talk to Ramona and the way that she handles the issue with Ramona versus the way Leah handles issues with Ramona. I think Mm -hmm. that's the one thing about Leah that I will say this season is that I find that Leah, I don't know if you noticed this too, Leah to me feels almost like, I don't know how to say this, like, I feel bad saying this because I know that she was also doing with her grandmother at the time, but like a little more immature this season than last season.
0: Well, I think that she has very quickly allowed the, her moment from last year to go to her head. Yeah. You know, and the greatest thing about her last year was that she felt so sort of like fish out of water. I'm just here observing, yeah. you know, she almost had like a carol edit where it's like, these are crazy people. And I'm, you know, I'm watching crazy people. Yes. And now it's like, she, th- she really understands that like people loved her. The network loved her. You know, she was praised to hell and back I mean her whole press tour was like you're so amazing Leah what's it feel like to be so amazing what's it feel like for everybody to love you so I definitely think that it's like shown this like kind of gross side to her where she's in there just she thinks that she's like you know this like tenured tenured like housewife where she's like I'm the star
1: and it's funny because with such a small cast it it feels like Leah's been there for years Mm mm-hmm But in some ways also feels like a new housewife. Like seeing her go into Sonia's townhouse for the first time with Ebony. It was her first time in that townhouse. I was like, oh my God, like, yeah, like crazy. Like, but yes, it feels like in some ways Leah's been there for years because it's such a small cast. There's just, it's just, it's, 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 it's crazy. And weirdly enough, it feels like almost season five because season five is when Luann, Sonia, and Ramona were there after Jill and Cindy and Kelly and Alex all got fired. So it's mm-hmm. like watching season five again where it's like all these 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 like these new women. Leah, who's still relatively new technically in her second season and Ebony, who is new. Um, I like watching Ebony and Leah's friendship. Um, I like seeing that on the show. I like seeing Ebony as well connect with Sonia. And the fact that Sonia is very much like team Leah and Ebony more so than team Ramona and Um, Luann. Watching Ramona and Luann pretend to be best friends is certainly interesting. (laughs) An interesting storyline choice. (laughs) Like, okay. Um, But like, uh, yeah, like I I really, I'm enjoying Ebony a lot. I really am. And that's why when I watched what happened, watching her and Luann go at it this week and watching Luann attack her was fucking horrific this week, I gotta tell you. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's horrific
0: yeah okay so oh and I also did want to say I think um there's a real pressure on Leah to be like the young woke girl yeah and it's like there is something even though it is Ramona there is something uncomfortable about watching a younger person like finger wag at like an older person like that makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways I'm like no, like you really do need to get off this like soapbox. Like I don't know who told you to come into the show like Annie Oakley this year. Like you're like <laughs> you know Joan of Arc, but like nobody's looking to you to be like the the social. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like I don't need that from me. I... Thanks.
1: I do. I think with Leah, she. I understand Leah's frustrations and the fact that Ramona is very much a hypocrite when it comes to, and has different standards for different people. Totally. Her standards for Sonya are different than Leah. I think that Leah and, and Ramona have fallen into this like really fucked up mother-daughter dynamic that neither of them seem to want, but they like are very dependent on that kind of relationship. <laughs> right. Like yeah, Leah yeah. Leah freaks out on Ramona because she ultimately wants approval from Ramona in a weird mm-hmm. way. Like she'll like which is funny because Leah will be like, She's such a liar, she lied about donating blood. Like, she's psychotic. Like, she'll, like, run around. Like, Leah's, like, bugging out, freaking out. And I understand Leah being upset about the fact that Ramona is very much a hypocrite and does hold Leah to a different standard. But it also does seem like Leah wants to get Ramona's approval. And it seems like Ramona, like, they ha- I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here. But, yeah, they definitely, like, they have that fucked up mother. I mean, I think it was uh, when when Ramona's like, my daughter wouldn't act that way. And Leah's like, I'm not your daughter. Right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know. I think you're totally right. They, it's a weird mother daughter thing, and I think the
1: weird. She doesn't have that with Ebony, by the way. Ramona does not have that dynamic with Ebony, but that's because no. I think she looks at. I think she looks at Ebony as, as, a contemporary. Like, I think she looks at Ebony as someone as a contemporary, and she looks at Leah like a child.
0: That's the difference. Ramona doesn't respect Leah's opinion. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Whereas, like, she genuinely respects Ebony's opinion, and. You could just see the difference. I think that Ramona. She looks
1: at Ebony as an adult. She looks like Ebony, like she's an adult,
0: (laughs) right? Whereas, like exactly, yeah, she looks at her as as an adult, an adult woman who's like smart and like knows a lot about a lot of things. Whereas Leah is just a loud, obnoxious kid who like thinks she knows everything.
1: And Leah falls into this dynamic hard by like, she, like just in in many cases she was like when she was sort of like screaming when she was like you're you're such an asshole Ramona like when Ramona like kind of br- and Ramona rudely sort of brushed her off when she was talking to Luann but it wasn't mm. that bad and and Leah just like freaked out and then this episode this uh, most recent episode where Leah's, like you're not gonna call me that you're not gonna call me a Ranji bitch or treat me like a Ranji bitch and she like freaks <laughs> out and like walks out like. Yeah, like, Leah definitely falls into this trap with Ramona, where, like, Ramona looks at her like a child, so Leah acts like a child.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a really toxic hamster wheel relationship. It's interesting, though. Um, It
1: is. It's certainly an interesting dynamic to watch, because because Ramona doesn't have that kind of relationship with the other. Like, I don't know. Like, she didn't really look at Tinsley like her child.
0: No, not at all. She wasn't maternal towards her at all, which is No,
1: weird. she was like actually rude and horrible to Tinsley and said that she looked old for her age and that Ramona looked young for her age. Remember when she did that weird taunt in Miami? Of course. Like, look, you look you look old for your age and I look <laughs> young for my age. And, then, and, and, and Tinsley, and she was like making fun of Tinsley for wearing all of her makeup. It was so bad.
0: But she's like, you shouldn't wear that dress. I'm not, being honest. You shouldn't wear that dress. It makes you look old. You shouldn't wear that dress. Oh, I (laughs) want to talk for a minute about Luann. I have things to say. Uh,
1: Tell me, because I have a lot of things to say too. I can't with her.
0: (sighs) Okay. I understand that people love Luann. They love the Countess and the Spectacle and the things, and they love all of what comes with Luann. I get it, and I do too. But one thing about Luann that drives me fucking insane is that year after year, Luann does, like, terrible shit. Horrible. Treats her friends like fucking dog shit. Is, like, really genuinely, for the most part, shows herself to not be a a great person Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, you know? And she never gets held accountable for it. And, like, you could go all the way back to, like, her first couple seasons. Like, Luann treats her friends like complete shit. And I think it's interesting that this thing is coming up again about how she gets with guys because <laughs> our, it's like it people somehow just forget all of the things that Luann does because it's Luann. But it's like I agree. Can we talk about the fact that when she was engaged she treated her friends like trash?
1: yeah horrible Smash, like.
0: horrible if i had a friend that treated me like that and rubbed it in my face that she like she like had a man and then i didn't and she's happier than me and she got the yacht and you bitches are jealous and blah 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 and oh and then it doesn't work out and you just like come crawling back and expect these same people to like console you i mean it's insane and it's so crazy but, she's yeah. doing it again
1: it's so frustrating because luann one of my least favorite qualities In any human, and Luann is certainly very guilty of this. Is that anytime there's someone has an issue with Luann, she always goes back to, Well, they're jealous of me. Mm -hmm. They just have to be, Oh, Sonia's jealous of me because of my cabaret career because I have a boyfriend. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, shut up. Not everyone's jealous of you. Like, uh, she always goes back to like, Everyone's jealous of me. I'm like, Luann, literally nobody's jealous of you or your situation. Sorry. Like, she's so out of your life. Nobody's jealous of you. Like, nobody. Like, I just. It was so, and she, I remember, like, I remember she was doing that shit with Bethany in season 11 when, when, like, Bethany was like, I'm actually helping you, getting you, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you go to rehab, sending you up, taking care of your, your estate, your your, your life, and the response to her and Barbara, the entire cast, I was just like, well, they're all jealous of me.
0: She's, like, a real true narcissist. Like, a she true is. narcissist, and, like, it's crazy that we've been watching it for so long that we think it's just who she is. And in comparison to Ramona, it makes her not look so bad. Yeah. But I think I that agree. if she was on the show alone for the past 10 years, like she would be the Ramona.
1: I agree. I, Luann is so completely out of touch. And I, I agree with a horrible, horrible friend, horrible friend. And not, and I think that Luann has had that, like, uh, I hate to say this, but like, we. I think we said this before, that like Luann, like, This is so rude, but like, Lynn also thinks that she's like the most talented cabaret star ever. And like, she has that, she has it like in her head that like she's the most talented human being to walk the face of the earth. And like, I just, I can't. And like, I just, she's not understanding the fact that like, we're going to see you because you're a housewife and it's like fun. Like, we're not going to watch a real cabaret show. Sorry. Like, I mean,
0: right? Like, yeah we're going to get drunk and watch the spectacle and it's fun and it's funny and it's silly. And it's like camp. You know what I mean? Like nobody, yeah. Like nobody's going to see you give like an off Broadway production girl. She's so like diluted and just like out of touch with reality. And I, I forget as everybody does because I love her and she's funny and endearing and engaging and beautiful. And I get swept up in, in the Luann of it all. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, like, she's a fucking asshole. I always forget. And I I'm, and I can't believe that she's still this many years later. It always comes out. It literally always comes out. It always comes out. And she never, and, and it's, the, the weirdest thing is when it happens with Sonia. Because Sonia is so bad at expressing how she feels. But, like, what she feels is so valid. Yeah. You know, like. She's really just saying, like, you treat your friends like shit when you get a boyfriend. You fuck all of the guys that we like. And then on top of that, you diminish our relationships with men that we like.
1: That frustrates me so much, by the way. When Sonia's is like, hi, like I, I listen, I get that, I get that Luann is probably irritated that Sonia brings up constantly that like, you know, that Luann has gotten with her guys. But like the what I really hate is the fact that both Luann and Ramona always go back at Sonia, like oh you're living with the past girl what are you talking about they kind of like go at her and pick at her and I'm like but Sonia's not wrong though like you no. guys are like now trying to turn this around on Sonia as if she's the problem like no like she's right in what she's saying like it's true and the fact that like they always come back at her like oh yo, you are you're living in the past oh you know what I really hate by the way that Luann does and she, she does it to Sonya a lot but she also has done it to Bethany too when Bethany was my born Bethany in Miami was like finally went off on Luann it was like the like the most cathartic a, a very sad moment for Bethany because she was grieving but like right. cathartic watching her just like finally go off on Luann who had treated her like shit um and Luann does this thing and she does it in every fight where she goes look at you like she tries to like make oh! it like kind of like she's like she'll like look at the woman and look at the camera like look like, like oh who's the asshole here she's a gaslighter she, like, she is a hundred percent and so she did she does the Sonia she's that with Bethany like she does it with, like, in any fight that she's in, really, where she does, she always, like, look at, like, looks at the camera, looks at the other people in the cast, and she's like, look at this one. Who's the asshole here, right? As mm-hmm. she's, like, getting screamed at. I hate that behavior. It's so gross. Um, hate when people do that. I hate when she does that. Um, I was going to say about um, uh, Sonia. I really love, in the limo, when Ebony stepped up and defended Sonia... And mm. said, like, Lou, I'm gonna tell you the truth about you, which is that you literally make Sonia feel like absolute shit when she needs to feel supported. Like, Sonia needs to feel supported. And you're literally calling her essentially saying she's trash because yeah. men don't wanna be in relationships with her. They only look at her as a one night stand. And, like, that's like the fact that she was able to kind of put it so beautifully, <laughs> like, right. this is the issue. And Sonia was like, yes, that's my issue. Like, that's my issue. And Luann just, like, couldn't even handle it. Luann was then trying to fight with Ebony on this, being like, when she told Ebony, like, be careful, Ebony, before you tell the truth, but like, be careful, tread lightly. I'm like, what is wrong with you?
0: She never gets it. She didn't, I mean, the fact that she still doesn't get it after the iconic moment with Bethany in the Berkshires. Yeah. She still doesn't get it that, like, you cannot get fucked by a 20-year-old in a bathroom on camera and then judge your friend because they use curse words you can't do that right like that's insane and like she consistently is that person who like puts herself on this pedestal and think that she thinks that she's better than other people and still views herself as this like this like i don't even know like this woman who is like you know come in contact with like a, a a side of society that we will never know and like you know, it's like it just randomly turns into class with the countess all of a sudden. It's like, girl, like, like I've seen you do crazy shit on this show.
1: Yeah, like, Luann is very like, entitled. She's very entitled. She, she yeah, at the, at the core, she thinks that she's better than people. It's a very ugly quality, and to see that come out when she was attacking Ebony was horrifying. But it, it, it shows you for sure that Luann's only very insecure about who she is and her and her life but she does genuinely think that she's above everybody
0: right yeah for sure and yeah the the ebony moment was just so like i mean to be that first of all for any of these housewives for any of these like older white housewives to not be on absolute fucking eggshells and like wanting to show like the most utmost respect to the only minority cast member that they've had on their fucking show, like you, really have the nerve to still be kind of pompous and try and combat this woman on her view right. about race. Right. Are you kidding?
1: Are you kidding me? I know, and I think you know when the fight started, and and Luann was trying to defend Ramona for why Ramona wouldn't want to hear um, curse words in her presence. Like, okay. And Ebony, you know, trying to say, well, obviously this has a, this has, doesn't have to do with class. It doesn't make you a it doesn't make you a not classy person if you do curse. Right. And Luann trying to talk about Catholic education and saying, well, it's not about class, but education. And Ebony rightfully and understandably so saying, Well, listen, I'm the most educated person here. And it doesn't mean that I'm not <laughs> it doesn't mean that I it does nothing to do with education when you curse. Right. Cursing has nothing to do with education. The fact that Luann took that as an attack on herself was ridiculous. <laughs> it's and her, crazy. And Luann, look, first of all, Luann's point never made any sense. Never made any sense. No. Her whole like, oh, it's about uh, education and not class. But then but then saying, well, education in my mind means speaking three languages, well-traveled, well, I'm like, what? Like, it's like, you did it. So- you
0: were a fucking, a Price is Right girl in Italy. We Right, did I was it. Like, like, come
1: on. Yeah, like I get it. Like you were a model in Europe. You married, it. yeah, you married this guy. Like we got it. We understand that you're well traveled. But like I thought, Sonia put it perfectly, where she was like, "This is about a resume. This is this is brass." T-. Like Ebony said it perfectly. This is about schooling that she was talking about. <laughs> like, and she and Luann saying, "Well, Ebony, how could you say that I I I'm not educated?" Ebony's like, "I never ever said that. Right. I never said you were not educated." It's like Ebony you- never said, yeah. Ebony never said that she was smarter. Then Luann, that did not happen. Ebony never said that Luann was not educated. Clearly, Luann's very insecure about this because that's why totally. she's going after Ebony. Luann's a hundred percent insecure about her own educational background or her or how people view her or her or her class or whatever. Luann is so insecure about it that she's projecting on Ebony and saying, Well, how you're saying that I'm not educated. How dare you? It just got so ugly. And I really I felt so bad for Ebony because Ebony was just trying to explain her position Mm -hmm. and Luann was not listening. And then it starts getting into the, all the microaggressions and becoming, and just the fact that both Luann and Sonia, why are you yelling? Why are you shouting? Why are you getting so angry? When first of all, obviously Ebony was not shouting. Right. She wasn't angry. And by the way, I mean, people said this online, they showed all these clips of like Bethany screaming at Luann in, in Luann's face, Leah literally screaming at Ramona um, and nobody called her angry. Nobody called Bethany angry. Nobody called Ramona angry. Ramona started sc- when Ebony's like, when Ramona's like, I can't, like, I can't hear, like, my ears are bad. Stop shouting. And then Ramona gets up and starts shouting at Ebony, literally yelling, screaming at Ebony. Nobody calls Ramona angry. Right. It was it's these. Hor- I mean, it was these horrific, horrific, horrific moments. These. Not only were they just these outright racist moments from Luann and Ramona, these microaggressions, but then I just got, what, what freaked me out too was when Luann was saying like, oh, like, you know, when, you know, Ebony said, your white fragility is showing. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. she said that to Ramona because Ramona's white fragility was showing in that moment, a hundred percent. And the fact that Luann's like, oh, well, we didn't go after your race. Oh, how could you go after our race? We wouldn't go after your race. And she's like, and and she's like, you know, we wouldn't go there. Um, oh, hold on one second. Sorry. That's all right. I am so sorry. My sister walked in for a second. She's it's gone okay. now, though. But uh, in the middle of my rant, I was saying, um, I was saying, Um, Ebony had said to Ramona, like your white fragility is showing, which absolutely Ramona's white fragility was showing. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Luann was like, oh, how dare you go after her race? We're not going after your race. And this moment where Luann was like, well, we're not going to go there. I'm not going there. I'm like, it just felt like Luann was taunting her, taunting Ebony saying like, this weird thing where she was like, I'm, uh, uh, we're not gonna go there, because Luann knows that she it could get canceled. But it felt like right. she was taunting, she was completely taunting Ebony. It didn't, to me, it didn't come from a place of, I wouldn't go there because I don't feel this way, or like, I respect you, or I, like, I didn't feel like R- Luann was ever saying like, I'm not gonna go there and attack you and your ra- for your race because, <laughs> because I don't feel that way. It felt like she was saying like, I'm not gonna go there as a way to like, weirdly taunt Ebony.
0: I agree with that. And I also feel like it was a, it was a way of saying like, this all means one thing to me. If you talk about this stuff as a white person, you get canceled. So I'm not going to do it. And it's like, it just showed such an unwillingness to learn, to grow, to like, to just, I mean, they're just so stuck in this like specific world, you know, in this like tiny little itty bitty world that they live in. And it was, it just showed such an unwillingness to like, to grow because any, especially for like a moment on television, like, let's not forget that you're on a fucking television show. And like you, that could have been a moment of you being like, you know what, I'm going to lean into this and like, ask her what she means by that. And like, learn Uh, something. It's like, just why don't you shut the fuck up and like, stop like trying to defend yourself and you don't even know what you're defending yourself about because you don't know what you're even saying right now. Like, you sound like an idiot. And mm-hmm. it also is interesting because it's, like, there are two storylines on New York that it's funny because no matter who is on the cast, it always comes up. Like, it doesn't matter who comes or goes. There are two things that, like, are consistently talked about or are just sort of, like, a part of the, the fabric of the show, which is this, like, class conversation, you know, this conversation yeah. of, like, you know uh good girls don't get tattoos good girls don't curse you know like it bring it, that moment brought me back to dorinda drunk on their vacation and saying like i would never say a cuss word my mama so me you never said like screaming about how you never say the word shit yeah what are you talking about like what are you talking about you guys cuss all the time like it's just the contradiction of those women that and the um this idea that like, they will be happy if they find men. Like if they find a man, that is the true key to happiness. And like the only thing that will make you happy is to exist in this world in New York City that like at one time, all of them were a part of and now they're not. And like to get back to it is the only goal. Like that's it, is to just get back to being a part of this like staunch group of people in New York that nobody even fucking cares about because to them it's always the mid 80s it's like always the 80s (laughs) to them you know
1: it is it is it is I think it's funny because like the I agree with you 100% that in their world it's always the 80s and it's as we sort of move away from casting women that are either in the Upper East Side society it's interesting to see that just like the major culture clash on that alone of having Leah and Ebony who are not part of that sort of upper East side society. Mm-hmm. And then watching Ramona, Sonia, and Luan. it's just, it's, it's interesting to watch that culture clash happen, but it also shows that like, this is not sustainable.
0: Yeah. I don't I was know. Just... I
1: just, <laughs> sorry. sorry. Go ahead. I was just say this cast is just not sustainable. Like I just, I, yeah. Like it's sorry, you finish please. Cause I have some more thoughts too, about Lou.
0: Okay. I was listening to uh, to Molly Lambert talk about this, about New York, like, forever ago. And she made this point that, like, you know, obviously the comparison between Sex in the City and the Real Housewives of New York has always been there. Yep. The interesting thing about New York, though, is that the women, in on Sex in the City, the thing that the women always got was that, like, the, the guys would, like, come and go. And, like, their true, like, life partners were each other. Yeah, On this cast, like, even though they've all known each other for 35 and 40 years, like, they never, ever grasp the concept that, like, their friendships, like, should matter to them, you know? Because if a guy comes along, they're immediately, it's like middle school, like, they're immediately willing to drop their friends, throw them under the bus, desert them, and it becomes, like, a a mud fight. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a mud fight. I agree. And it's just interesting the way that they view relationships on New York is like so weird
1: it is it, it it is very weird um and yes I agree that when a guy comes into the when the guy comes into their lives like it's like they yeah the idea of any sort of friendship or loyalty completely falls apart <laughs> yeah. which, I th- which I think is ultimately Sonia's problem on this sh- like with these women is because Sonia it's it's Sonia hasn't really betrayed Luann or Ramona in that way it's Ramona and Luann betraying Sonia mm-hmm. always but the problem is they look at Sonia like she's nuts and they make her feel crazy a nuts for express- slut for ex- right for expressing that she's a little bit upset about this yeah. know, it's happened with a couple of, their, of her guys and yeah. I, it's, it's frustrating to watch because I think that like, that's why I was so happy that Ebony jumped in there to defend Sonia because I felt like we didn't really have that because Bethany had left and I think Bethany was sort of that person for a little bit. I think at one point, even Dorinda kind of defended Sonia. Remember, because so- Dorinda used to attack Sonia. I've always forget that Dorinda and Sonia, before becoming good friends, were like enemies. Dorinda hated Sonia. Mm-hmm. But Dorinda at one point was defending Sonia, which was nice. So to have both Bethany and Dorinda gone, I was like, okay, like, I wonder how this is going to be for Sonia, who's now, it feels like she's sort of alone with Ramona and Luann. And it was nice to see that Ebony jumped in there to defend her. And yeah. I it's interesting to see the way that like obviously Sonia is responding to Luann being with Garth and how remote and I think that Luann is really enjoying feeling like she has the upper hand over Sonia. Right. I think that we had Luann had to spend a couple of years sort of dealing with her arrest. And um dealing with kind of getting her life back together whatever that looks like for Luann and getting the cabaret show up and I think that she finally feels like she has this like thing over Sonia which is like her quote cabaret career and her man (laughs) and it is upsetting to watch Luann seemingly really enjoy kind of sticking it to Sonia that's the vibe I'm getting and maybe I'm projecting but I'm getting the vibe that Luann's really enjoying watching like making
0: Sonia feel kind of shitty about it she always she totally she always does she loves it's like she loves to make all women feel shitty about that thing specifically but there's something about sonia where she really really loves to like twist the knife and i feel like it's because sonia is such a like an easy target like she doesn't express herself well she doesn't express her thoughts well they all think that she's a crazy drunk and they know that like the narrative of the show is that she's just like wacky and weird and never makes sense and whatever but you, you know what it is, and i noticed this with her
1: i think with sonia and i noticed this a lot last season when remember when luann got drunk last season in the berkshires and she like yelled so like you're done you're done for my mm-hmm. show fuck you you're not gonna be in my cabaret show mm-hmm It hit me really fast where I was like, oh, she's threatened by Sonia because she knows that Sonia is more talented than her. And that's the real issue with their friendship. She knows that Sonia is way more naturally talented and charismatic and funny than Luann is, which is why she'd love to stick it into Sonia that, like, oh, look at me. I had the successful cabaret show, yada, yada, yada. I don't need you at my show. I I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you you're done. Like, it was just a, her way of saying, like, fuck you, because she's so insecure about the fact that Sonia is way more talented.
0: One could not agree with you more. I think Sonia is so naturally magnetic. She has, she's so funny. She's like, I mean, remember when she, like, got on the fucking stage during Tinsley's Circus? Yeah. Like it was so over good. over the circus? <laughs> <laughs> she became the circus and it was in her she like had Carney in her naturally yeah. she's um a great performer she's an amazing performer and when she gets on that that stage with Luann she always steals the show whether it's like a, I mean who handles a wardrobe malfunction better than Sonia like she yeah. is a true star and she exudes all the things that Luann projects out to the world yeah you know
1: exactly By the way, I got to tell you, I really loved Sonia defending Ebony against Luann. Because at this point, we had Luann. sorry to go back to the fight for a second. But when Luann, because Luann, not only was Luann being so vile, but she was even, like, she was just saying things that were, like, I remember she said to Ebony, you think you're the smartest person here? You're not. And, like, spits that at Ebony. It was so gross that she, like, said that. And, like, it was just really nasty. And, and i really love sonia jumping in there first of all screaming like let ebony finish like screaming at those two women like let her finish the fact that sonia had said to luann she never like she's like ebony never said that she was smarter than you she was just talking about education mm-hmm. and the fact that she said ebony's not being angry like this is like she's just using her words like this is this is ridiculous and i just i loved that by the way the fact that i'm starting to jump to this for a second but the fact that luann even said to ebony you're being an angry woman. It's not about your race. You're an angry woman. It's like, what is wrong with you, Luann? Like, are you fucking serious? Like, thinking, Luann, thinking that she just made a great point by being like, I didn't talk about your race. I'm just saying you're an angry woman. It's like, fuck off. Like, obviously, she never called Luann. I'm sorry, Leah or Ramona or any of the other women angry. She. I, I mean, Ebony. Ebony made her point when she said in the interview, when she said in her confessional, she called she did not call leah angry she did yeah. not call ramona angry she called me angry tell me it's not about race
0: as she's like calmly and calmly like so like eloquently di- like explaining her thoughts and feelings you know what i mean like something we never see on that show where somebody is like using really well thought out exp- like just expressing her feelings in a way that's not, like, yeah. screaming and, like, holding, like, squeezing a knife too hard and, like, making yourself bleed or, like, you know, there's being, like, a, a drunk, sloppy mess. Like, she was so chill. It was just such yeah. a weird, that was such a weird, uh, a weird moment. But, like, it also couldn't have happened to a better person because she's yeah. so, like, capable of handling it in the best way, you know? It
1: makes me sad that she cries next week. I mean, I just, I mean, I don't, obviously, I mean, it's just... I don't know, and and then we see in the promo for next week, like Luann's like I I feel bad for attacking you, but I am also owed an apology. I'm like, are you serious? Like I know. <laughs> just, can I tell you by the way the fact that Luann, this is how fucked up she is. The fact that Luann didn't even post an apology on social media. I know to Ebony, I not one know. apology, no apology. Instead, she posts a video of herself on a plane, going like, "This is what it's like to travel." It's like, really, like did no one say to her like in her circle, like you need to apply. Um, instead we have poor Ebony saying, I have to take a two a week social media break. Cause I, I, I just can't deal with these people. Like I need to take a break.
0: You know, I the mean, I'm, the thing I'm, sure, I'm sure somebody did say it to her. Yeah. You know, and she just doesn't get it. She, she never gets it.
1: No. And I just don't know. I think we talk about like, you know, I think this is just a general conversation about like Beverly. Did you watch Dallas at all this year?
0: Um, I watched it like halfway,
1: and then I stopped. Okay. Okay. So I I read an article about you know um, Dallas and Beverly Hills and, and New York City casting women of color in these like all white casts, mm-hmm. and how it's sort of like at this point I'd love to get your thoughts on this because it, it's I think they were just saying it's sort of like I kind of like performative diversity in the sense that they'll say that they'll like I think what's frustrating is that and I think I hate when the cast when the cast of these shows say this too like oh look at the diversity. It's like having one woman of color on these casts is not diversity. <laughs> it's, a, it's just having one woman of color on the cast. And that's what there was, I think in the article, it's talking about like performative diversity, which is like adding one woman of color to these casts and then just saying like, oh, look, we have a diverse cast now, ha, huh, there you go. But instead what ends up happening is that they end up having to obviously, unfortunately, and they shouldn't have to in this case, teach these white cast members about race or face racism themselves by their own cast I and mean, we certainly saw that with Tiffany on Dallas yeah we just saw it with Ebony last night on 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 New York and we're seeing it with Crystal and like it's just I don't know where we go where we go from here I'm curious like I don't know I'd love to get your thoughts on this if we don't mind
0: yeah totally I I mean I couldn't agree more I think it's like you know, if Bravo really wanted to have a black woman and on the cast of the Real Housewives of New York City, they would have done it before people literally were like, "You have to now," because it's been thirteen years. This is insane. Yeah. Like, are you you are in New York? Yeah. Like, you can say whatever you want about Koto Casa and whatever. You are in New York City. New York. You have no excuse to have never had. A person of color on a show about New York City it is absurd and yeah I think it's it's complete bullshit I don't think I think Bravo is all just performative performative uh wokeness it's all just like fake bullshit and like it is so fucked up that they put one person in the position to represent an entire race on this massive platform and like their opinion on things is supposed to mean, you know, what everybody feels in the world. And like, it's not like, you know, having two women of color would be interesting. Cause I bet they'd, they would disagree on certain things. You know what I mean? Like they would have differing opinions on race because not all yeah. black people feel the same about things. It's just so inappropriate to me. It's so inappropriate. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Like it's, I, it's sad because I don't know. I think especially what happened with Tiffany was really, really ups- I mean, it's upsetting all around. But like, I think yeah. because we just we saw just the fact that Tiffany's season's over and everything that she's on Dallas and everything that she's facing on social media after the fact by Cameron and her family. It's like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: guys, what are we doing? Like, oh my god! Like, I just I don't know. It's I, I don't and. I agree. When it comes to New York, obviously it's New York City. How did it take 13 seasons to cast a Black woman? I mean, I I can't even, I just It's It's it's, it's, it's insane. And the question is, where do we go from here? Who's going to be on the show next? Mm -hmm. Who are we going to cast next year? Because I already, I saw online that they were already like basically casting for the next season. And I want to know are we going to, is this going to be the end of the road for maybe Ramona, Luann, or Sonia? Or not? Or are we going to hire more women of color, hopefully, next year on the show? I would Mm -hmm. hope so. But, like, what does that mean? What is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, what do you think is going to happen to that cast? I I know it's, like, very early to tell. We're still kind of early in the season, but...
0: Right. Well, I think that they're going to have to come to the decision of, like, are we going to let go of our core gals and completely change the show? Yeah. And maybe have it be great or maybe have it blow up in our faces? Or are we going to, like, you know keep sort of tweaking it and have it move in a different direction. I think that honestly would be the smarter thing to do. In my opinion, I- I was going ask,
1: what do you think should happen? So like- To get rid of the core girls.
0: I know that not everybody agrees with this. This is just my thought. I think that the reason that New York always kind of has this like, um, like the spirit of the show sort of remains the same no matter who's on the cast or even if they're not having a great uh-huh. season. And it's because of the core- girls like yeah. the humor of the show the fact that it has this sort of like i love lucy quality about it you know it's it's those it's very women. Distinct. it is very distinct and i think that um i just can't imagine like as horrendous as remote of as ramona is of a person you know what i meant by that weird sentence uh i, do. <laughs> I just can't fathom this show without a moment of her like calling the guitarist over
1: that dance and
0: that was like so funny like rolled body rolling like i just your she music, just like
1: it's really moving me it's touching me uh,
0: it's really touching me honestly i'm I'm serious
1: <laughs> <laughs> leah's face during that scene watching ramona and alfredo
0: <laughs> oh my gosh i just have to say your music is like honestly uh but no i just like i i can't imagine the show without that I mean without you know it just it would be so I kind of like having the show revolve around them and like new people coming in and seeing how they interact with them I like the idea of it being sort of like old guard and new guard like I think it's interesting
1: yeah, I, it's interesting because I think that, like, I I, 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 would, I don't know what production was thinking when it comes to, like, who the show should revolve around the season. I think that they wanted it to revolve more around Leah, obviously. I mean, she's mm-hmm. the fan fa- she was the fan favorite. She is sort of the representative of this new era of New York. I'm curious to know how that's going to work out next season, seeing that the audience response to her this year is not positive so far. But again, we're still really kind of in the beginning of the season, so who knows how it's going to change going forward or what's going to happen but right. I'm curious to see how they sort of retool, okay, where does Leah fit exactly in the cast? Because they're not going to get rid of Leah. I mean, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, and I don't think they should. I think that Leah should stay. Um, but I think that maybe they might rethink kind of centering the story around her. And I, people might think, disagree with me there in terms of like if there's anything that I think they happen to center the story for the most part around Leah. and at Oh, this for point, sure. Leah's And like Leah's interaction with all the women. That's like how I find that the show is sort of centering itself around. Obviously, I would love to see more of like Leah and Ebony's friends. That would be a great situation, great casting choices. Because if they're not going to get rid of Luann, Sonia, or Ramona, then we need to start putting in more women who are actual friends of Leah and, and Ebony. That's what we need.
0: Yeah, we need to stop revolving the show I know that I literally just said this and it's a complete contradiction. They need to (laughs) stop revolving the show around what they do and where they go and what, and like, you know, it was fun seeing them have to go downtown. I agree. That was funny. Like, it was really funny to see Sonia surrounded by young, like hit people and just being so blown away by it like it's fun to see them out of their element I think that they I I don't mind having them on the show but I think that it would be nice to see them have to do other things like and not just like be sleeping in the Hamptons for six months you know what I mean like
1: yeah I think the one issue I think I think I, I think for me too this season of New York is feeling off because most of it's not been in the city so far mm-hmm. and that's also because of covid i get it like they're there for five days they want to squeeze out five episodes in five days like i got it like I, we get how housewives vacation works they want to squeeze right. out as many episodes as they can so th- it feels like we've been in the hamptons for like two months <laughs> but um i'm curious to see how it's going to be like when they get back to the city when burshawn eventually joins the show how and just like seeing how it goes i mean I think it will also move at a faster pace. I know it's like still a COVID season, so not much is going on, but like, I think it will move at a bit of a faster pace, even, you know, after when they're back in the city and kind of moving around. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we'll see. Do you think, I know I said this about Dorinda, that I don't think she's going to come back full-time. Do you think she might, do you think she'll come back full-time? Like, what do you think?
0: I think she will. Okay.
1: I'm open to it. I'm not saying she shouldn't. I just have a feeling that she won't.
0: Okay, and I don't so think it'll
1: be her choice.
0: Can I tell you why? Let's just like, crystallize this moment so then when when whatever happens like we'll be able to look back yeah okay so the reason that I think she will come back is because I think Dorinda is a rare bird in the sense of the fact that she came into this show and made like I almost feel like Dorinda created a subcategory of real housewife where it's like yeah. how have you never been how have you not been on this show kind of gig
1: She and Shannon Maduro created that, and Margaret
0: Josephs. Oh, literally! Like you took the words out of my mouth. Like (laughs) the women that come in and they're like, "Wait, like you haven't been on this show since season one? Are you kidding? You haven't been on this show, Kenya Moore, since season one? How? Like, I know. How's that possible?
1: I'm Portia. Yeah, I'm like thinking of a few. Sorry, I'm like going around all the cities. I'm like,
0: oh, there you go. It's it's like weird to even imagine it. And I think the thing about Dorinda that is. It's like she created such a orbit around her on that show in New York, you know? Which was so hard because she joined the same season Bethany came back. Durindo's first season
1: was the eight housewife season.
0: She had every reason to not... She came back at the same time, like you said, as fucking Bethany. Where the... It shouldn't have worked. It should not have worked. And
1: somehow it worked amazingly.
0: And not, not only did it work, but like she literally... It's like her house, her home became a staple on that show
1: i mean it is like it's weird to not be there this season
0: to not be in the berkshires is crazy for new york i just think that her impact is like almost not even comparable yeah to other housewives it's like it's it's hard to even like put it into words and i do think that she had a really bad season and you know she needed i i think that she really needed genuinely the time like to deal with the stuff with her with uh, with uh, her ex with her husband. Why can't I think of his name? What can I think of her husband's
1: name? Uh, uh, Dorinda's husband.
0: Yeah, Richard. To deal with her Richard stuff, you know, she had like all of Richard stuff flooding in her basement, and like, you know, yeah. all that stuff that she hadn't seen in a million years, and it just wasn't a good time. And I also think that she was upset that Tinsley was being paid the same amount as them, and she was leaving the show halfway through. And also, was lying about her life on the show. Like I think that right. she was dealing with a lot of fourth wall stuff that she just needed the time to be away. But I think she'll come back.
1: I'm very open to her coming back, especially seeing how my friend said when we watched the show together. She goes, "Wow, this guy is lean." She was like, "This is there's just nobody here." Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm hoping that. I'm open to Dorinda coming back. I love Dorinda. I did not love her last season. It's the only season I didn't like her. Right. Um, I, I, but I really love her in general. I have a feeling, and I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I have a feeling that it's going to be the opposite of what we think it would be, where it's like, oh, we have assumed that Dorinda would come back and Tinsley wouldn't. I actually have a weird feeling that Tinsley might come back and Dorinda won't.
0: Wow. You know what's going to be next I know. year? It's going to be so funny to listen to this.
1: I know, because I, I. By the way, I'm I'm be 100 wrong and be like, Dorinda's coming back.
0: <laughs> no, I, just, I think that you could be. I mean, that sounds really, really feasible. Honestly,
1: I, I, I could. I mean, we'll see. I, I do think that with Dorinda, I worry that she's gonna have a Jill Zarin moment where she's gonna be wanting to come back to the show, and she'll right. like make guest appearances. But they don't actually put her back full time. But to be honest, like it's, it's, I think it's clear that it seems like they all have more respect for Dorinda than they do for Jill. By that, I mean maybe I don't know, maybe production. I don't know. But I, my guess is that they probably would have more respect for Dorinda than they would for Jill. Sorry, Jill.
0: See, that's the other thing I was going to bring up is I think um, she definitely has like a Jill quality about her when it comes to like her presence on the show. But at the same time, I do think that Jill like left on like terrible terms with the network. Terrible terms. Yeah. And then, like, secretly filming Andy and, like, doing all that. And, like, it's just, I don't know. I, I I feel like the reason Jill isn't invited back is almost like a punishment.
1: Yeah. I remember when we all thought, like, oh, Jill's going to come back. It's I mean, we thought this for years. And I think people still think that, like, they're going to, like, bring Jill back. I'm like, that's never, that's not going to happen. I mean, um, maybe it I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it will happen, but I just don't think it ever will. They would have brought her back already.
0: For sure. It is quite upsetting that they've never brought her back because it's just such a built-in sure thing. I mean, Jill Zarin is just incredible television and she's built into the show forever because they're all yeah. her friend. All of them.
1: I got a, I did get a throw when Ebony's like, oh yeah, I met Luann at Jill's uh, charity.
0: I mean, it's a weird thing. I've always had animosity towards Andy Cohen because I think that he uh, won't bring her back as punishment. And it's like, get the fuck (laughs) over yourself. You know? I'm curious to see.
1: I'm curious to know what production thinks of her.
0: I know. I think they
1: hate her. I really do. It seems. I. I have a feeling that they. Ha- that they feel. I feel like Mariah is getting the same treatment on Married to Medicine. Yes,
0: that's <laughs> they, a good. They comparison. don't like her. They don't like her. I don't think Andy likes her at all. No. I can't even. And especially like, you know, during her heyday years where she was like thought she was untouchable. No. Oh my god.
1: Do you see any universe where Bethany's in going to come back? I know I said Bethany will never come back but do you see a universe where she comes back?
0: Not to Housewives. I could see a universe where I she agree. comes back to another show. Like, I agree. Oh yeah, I agree. I Did you a watch Big Shot with Bethany? Yeah, I actually just finished it yesterday.
1: I watched it too. Um, And I can see, that's the thing, I can see Bethany doing that type of show. I do not see her ever go back to Housewives. And quite frankly, she doesn't talk highly about Housewives anymore at all. Like, I just don't, it's not like in any interview, she's like giving any kudos to Housewives. She's like, at one point, she said in an interview pretty recently that Housewives like made her less credible as a businesswoman. So I just don't Mm -hmm. think that she, she's, I don't think she's ever coming. I think she really has outgrown it. And that's fine.
0: Yeah, I think she's outgrown it too. And I also feel like she, I feel like around the time that Bethany chose to leave the show, I think that she sort of knew that the show, I think that she sort of predicted in a sense that the show was having like a a, a midlife crisis. It feels like Real Housewives in general is having a midlife crisis. Like post-pandemic, it doesn't know what it's supposed to be doing. It had to like fishtail to film. And, you know, in this like current social climate, like it just doesn't know what it's supposed to be. Or how it's supposed to come across on television. The show feels confused, just all of them in general.
1: We're also being faced with seeing housewives that people genuinely liked be really problematic and, mm-hmm. and outright racist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you know, where do we go from here with that? I mean, people really loved Luann, but this was a really bad moment for her. Mm-hmm. And certainly not the first one. Never forget when she literally dressed up in blackface for Halloween.
0: God, and never, again, never had to deal with it. Never had to talk about it again. Luanne no. is like the slitheriest fucking snake. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, when I think back about all the stuff, like even back like 2010 era, the stuff that like Bethany and Ramona and all the girls used to say about her that she's just like a snake in the grass and that you really cannot trust her and she'll steal your man and like all these things. Like it's all true, honestly. she's just... Yeah, Ugh. and the and the one thing I noticed too,
1: I will say that I don't know, like when it comes to diversifying these or what Bravo thinks is diversifying these cats, Like I said, with adding the one person of color to the right. cast, are like here you go. Right. I don't I don't know if I don't know if the thought process was oh they're gonna have conversation like the conversation Garcelle and Kyle had, which started because Kyle did something that was really not right to Mm -hmm. Garcelle and Garcelle was saying as a black woman this is why it affects me personally Mm -hmm. and why and why I'm upset about it and why it's different for me than it would be if someone accused you of not paying for something as a white woman right so it started with Kyle doing something bad but the conversations that they had where Kyle was really listening I don't know if producers thought like oh this is what it's going to be like when we have a woman of color in the show. They'll have these nice conversations, put it in a, in a package, and there you yeah. go. Because that's really not what's happening. Instead, what we're seeing is a lot of the time the one person of color, unfortunately, being targeted.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say, honestly, I've always, because I remember Bethany talking for years about how she had been trying to cast a Black woman on New York. And mm-hmm. Andy was always really weird about it. And I honestly think that it's because he was afraid of what would be said on camera, and what of they what's happening turn, now of what's happening right now, and the stuff that they won't be able to turn back from. You know, like it. We are truly one drunk Sonia moment away with her in the same room as Ebony. Oh. of that thing, of the whole show just going up in flames. I mean, honestly, like the the night that she was like losing her shit over the fucking over over J P Morgan and Wells Fargo. J P Morgan. And she said, "Like I don't want to get canceled." I was like, "Here we go." I know, I know. Right, I, was, go, I, like, I was like,
1: "I was like, I was like, I'm
0: scared. I'm scared. I'm scared."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, and again, when you have the one person of color on the show, quite frankly, taking the brunt of it, and unfortunately mm-hmm. being targeted. I mean, like I said, like look what happened to Tiffany Moon, right? Like on Dallas, like like I just don't like. I don't know. I, I read an article today where it was like racism is becoming the storyline for the franchise mm. and how upsetting it is to watch these women come onto the show on these shows and unfortunately find themselves or be, become targets because we have white women on these shows apparently quite a few of them who are being racist towards them it's,
0: <laughs> it's honestly bravo's and fault showing
1: though. their asses and showing their asses sorry what'd you say
0: it's the network's fault though in my opinion, it's the network's fault. I think that they set these women up to, to to come into these like horrendous situations. And it's it's heightened because you know it's like like Ebony's coming into house or into New York is like the first black housewife in 13 years. It's like that's a lot of really fucking unnecessary pressure. And had you been casting black women this whole time or any women of color we probably wouldn't be having these weird moments like you know what i mean we would have have worked out the kinks by now that it's like okay to have black women or like women of color mingled into these casts like it's crazy it's just like it's setting them up for failure and i feel bad yes. for the girls that have to go through it well and
1: and we're we're watching all these shows deal with it at once because they're all being you know they're all adding every show is getting a person of color on their cast now only now and so it's like we're watching uh, you know Beverly Hills is 11 seasons in Beverly Hills New York is 13 seasons in Dallas is five seasons in. I mean come on like it's not like it's season two here it's season five you know it's Mm -hmm. and so we're watching all these shows deal with this at the same time and we saw it at Southern Charm too with Leva
0: yeah and I think that they know I mean there's like it's even at a point where like an OC it's almost like they know that they can't cast a black woman it's like it's better off that you just don't even try because for the love of god that's like putting a uh, like a a a bunny in a fucking lion's den although these racist psychotic fucking women you know what i mean like it's just really really sad honestly it's sad and it's gross and it's unnecessary It's just so fucking unnecessary. A woman like Ebony could have been on this show for 10 years. I agree. Can you imagine Ebony? And she's a great
1: housewife, and she's a great housewife.
0: She's amazing. She fucking slid right in as if she'd always been there. It's so unnecessary.
1: I agree. And I'm curious to see what happens next year when, at this point, they'll be filming when COVID restrictions are lifted and people are vaccinated and i'm just curious to see how casting looks next mm. year for a few of these shows yeah i mean whether dallas comes back or not we'll see i'm curious to see what happens with new york i just think like beverly hills i think we're in a good spot with the casting in the sense that we have eight women um and i'm and the season just started so i can't even we'll see what happens there new york it feels like the moment they announced that new york was coming back i'm like and they said they showed us like five women i'm like oh this is interesting like this must be like a transitional kind of season because like the fact that they only have five women and i i doubt that next year they'll only have five i'm sure that they'll have six or seven next year coming in and i think that'd be really interesting to see i at at least i hope they at least i hope they have more than five i i know new york is great, and it's like new york is one of those casts that actually can do well with a smaller cast but i do feel like we need more women here And I knew I I want Leah and Ebony's friends here. I want Leah and Ebony's friends here. I really want them on the cast.
0: That is a show where it's like, I'm thinking back now, even like the season where Carol, how many housewives were there the season that Carol was like running to be like the whatever of her building?
1: Oh, um, it's like six. Like with Kristen Takeman? Yeah,
0: Kristen. Like Kristen's first season? yes oh that was
1: oh with bethany that was season seven that was
0: eight housewives because that was when bethany and carol were like becoming friends
1: yeah that was season seven so that was eight housewives because it was it was bethany uh carol was on there with bethany luann sonia ramona dorinda heather kristen
0: yeah see you're right that was great that was a great time for housewives because there were so many women they were coming and going it was like and it, it caters to the kind of show that they have like I said because it's basketball so it it's like they're all like coming and going like I can even remember yeah. like when Carol was doing that apartment thing and she was like trying what is it called what was she doing Like what is it called but she was
1: like ready to be like, re- like was it like president of the co-op or something not president but it was something of the co-op yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah whatever I that think. thing is called um, but she like you know, and that Beth- was a season where she, like, wasn't writing, by the way. Remember, her, like, I remember her, like, her, like, editor, like, yelled at her because she was, like, not writing her book. And she right, was, like, she I'm was, just enjoying my life.
0: She was just, like, fucking Adam and, like, getting cats, you know? Like, yeah. a dream. Um, But, like, they were all coming and going so quick that season. Like, even, like, that moment where she was, like, learning, finding out if she, like, got to the president role or whatever for her building. Like, Bethany came for 10 minutes and then left and, like, then... Eight other Housewives came. It's like they were always, like, leaving and coming and going. It was just such a nice, like, fast-paced season because there's so many. I always think,
1: I think with Housewives in general and all the franchises, six or seven is the magic number. Five is, I think, too little. I think, I mean, Atlanta only had five, but you kind of forgot that Atlanta only had five this year because we had eight women total because we had three friend-ofs. Mm-hmm. On New York we literally have five women and Heather.
0: Yeah it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of time spent with with the same women.
1: Yeah I don't I certainly think that that is actually hurting Leah in this case. Totally. Wow. And I think that and I think that it's also allowing Ebony to like really shine is the fact because it is such a I mean she would have shined no matter what because she's just a great housewife but I think she's really shining too because she is like one of only five women yeah so i think so it's a lot of it's a lot of and it, i think Ebony's also our audience surrogate i think that she's one who's kind of being the bethany this season where she's like calling these women out and being like these women are ridiculous i mean it's it's sort of the natural role for a lot of new women right like mm-hmm. having that sort of carol bethany it's like what leah had last year where she like you said like leah got like the carol edit because she's like these women are ridiculous ebony has that sort of like ebony's kind of doing the same thing this year where she's like these women are ridiculous I'm and i'm new and this is interesting but it really, but she's also so funny that it does feel like a bit of like a Bethany role.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just is so good at being a housewife. It's crazy, like she's yeah. so good at being on TV.
1: Can I say one last thing, though, no, too, because I because uh, I'm gonna forget, but I was so want to talk to you about this for a second. The idea of like fans joining the show. It's funny because a lot of people hold that against Jackie Goldschneider on Jersey. Like you were a fan, mm-hmm. but now at this point it's been it's like they're casting women who are openly you know fans of the show ebony says that she's a big bravoholic which i love um bronwyn is a fan of oc she watched a pro, uh, she watched housewives before she joined the show denise admitted that she was a fa- denise richards admitted that she was a fan of the show garcelle watched the show or mm-hmm. uh, all the shows leah watched the shows right i think that there's this thing about drew sidora i think watched all of, uh, all the shows before joining atlanta i think that it's weird to watch someone like people hold that against like Jackie. But then like but only hold it against Jackie. But also like this idea of like, okay, should fans be joining the show? My my thought is yeah. I think you should I think first of all, if you're joining a Housewives show, you should probably like the show. Right. I think it's really weird. I think it's really weird if you haven't seen Housewives and you're joining the show. I mean, like, it's just Housewives is so part of our like just popular culture that if you're going to join Housewives, it's not like her... I'm sorry, You can't be a Kelly Clore and Ben Simone who's like, I've never seen the show ever. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, but Ke- <clears throat> Kelly joined season two, so it makes sense why she hadn't seen the show. She joined 10 years ago, but... But you can't... I, I, just, I think it... Honestly, if someone says I have never seen the show, I think you're lying.
0: I think so, too. I think it's like a weird flex to be like... Like, Erica did that. Yeah,
1: I've never... I don't really watch TV. Like, Tiffany said when she joined Dallas that she... Had seen the show but didn't watch it regularly. But then when she got cast, she binge watched the entire last season. That makes sense to me. You don't. Know I'm mm-hmm. not saying you have to be a. I'm not saying you have to be a big fan of the show to join it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that it's weird for housewives to come in and say like, "Oh, I've never seen the show in my life. I don't watch TV." And it's, I think it's also weird when housewives are like, "When housewives." I I, I think it's fine to cast fans because most of the housewives you're going to cast at this point probably watch the show and like the show. Why would you join a show you didn't
0: like? personally i'm i don't like when anybody joins a show that they've never seen on any reality show not even just housewives like there's always a discussion of um you know i'm like a real big brother head yes and on big brother there's always like a few people that they cast just like you know by going out to like bars and shit and like looking at bikini models and being like want to be on tv and then there's the people who are like fans like me who like have watched their whole life and then they go on it and there's always a huge difference. Like those people make great television. They know what the fans want to see. They know how the games work. They know the rules of Big Brother. And then the other people who get cast because they were in a Hawaiian tropics competition <laughs> have no fucking idea what's going on. They're not dynamic. They don't, you know, they, it takes them the whole season to get caught up on shit that like should be shorthand. I don't like yeah. that. I, I, I just, I don't like when people join any cast of a show that they've never seen. I think it's really weird
1: and even if you really hadn't seen much of the show wouldn't you just like tiffany binge watch the show before aren't you curious it makes sense yeah like i just don't understand why you wouldn't i I don't think it's a I i don't like i see people like oh like someone said that about ebony like oh she's a fan though why would they cast a fan i'm like because most people who join these shows now are fans of the show that's these shows been on for a long time like why if a person a person
0: who's joining housewives probably likes housewives
1: yeah, and That's I never fine. all of Salt Lake City housewives like housewives. Heather Gay is a super fan of housewives.
0: Yeah, what difference does it make? It's what it, She's like, a great housewife. Why would it change how you film? Like, and I never believe. Yeah, I believe. I agree with you. I never believe when they say it. Like, I didn't believe when Erica said it, and she no. was like, she was like, I had never watched TV before.
1: I was like, fuck well, I, off. Think, I don't know if producers were telling them to say that because they wanted to keep it as. Quote, like they wanted to kind of keep this like mm. they didn't want to break the fourth wall in some weird way or they wanted to kind of keep this whole thing about like oh I'm actually really friends with these people I didn't watch them on tv for all these years I I I'm friends I think that they just gave up on it a little bit like when when Andy Cohen asked Ebony I watch Up and Slide like have you seen the show before and she's like uh I have seen all of Rony before I joined it I was yeah. like yes I was so excited Because yeah, I mean, I think it's great when someone joins so and they watched all these years. I mean, that probably that might that might even be one of the reasons why Ebony was so easily able to kind of fit into the to kind of understand the style of the show Mm -hmm. and the way because she'd seen it and that's good. Like I certainly because to me it's not like it's coming across as not authentic. I think it's coming across as very authentic. I think Ebony comes off as very authentic on the show. So she can be very authentic on the show, but also have seen the show for all these years and kind of know what the show's style is like. I don't think it hurt her. Yeah. I think it helped her.
0: It totally helped her. And she yeah, and she definitely like came in understanding like what her role was supposed to be. You know? She's like, yeah, oh, like I know why I'm here. Like,
1: Jen Aiden apparently went to be on the show on a Jersey for all those years. And she certainly gets with the show. Jen Aiden's one of the best housewives in Jersey. Mm-hmm. In for terms sure. of just understanding the assignment and understanding what the show is.
0: Yeah. 1000%. Um, I can I just also can we acknowledge the fact before we end this conversation that like Ramona is drinking behind me like my Zoom <laughs> background is Ramona taking a shot of that tequila that she wouldn't her allow. eyes open
1: by the her eyes are wide open drinking <laughs> it's uh, it's very creepy
0: and her whole mouth is inside the little glass like all of her lips are inside the shot glass I don't think anybody's ever sh- taught Ramona how to take a shot um, well Brandon I've kept you for three hours
1: this is this was great I'm so <laughs> glad we talked for all these hours
0: I know I we needed it we, Our did. <laughs> we did I missed you so much
1: I missed you too I love you and thank you so much for letting me kind of gab especially during this like really particularly crazy week of housewives thanks for letting me like literally rant about the state of the show and I just I'm, I'm excited we got to talk
0: me too and we can't let it uh, well I'm gonna like get back into my bravo shit like I'm like back I'm gonna get back into it so it won't be so long next time I just you know I, I, I just had a little break that's all
1: I get it we gotta do a, listen we gotta do a summit when Potomac is back and we have New York Beverly Hills and Potomac all firing off at once that'll oh be my God. that'll be that's almost too powerful it's insane
0: consider our Potomac episode already recorded
1: Perfect. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> well, tell people where they can find you on the internet, Brandon.
1: You can find me on Twitter at alvarado, and you can find me on Instagram at Alvarado. And I have a Substack newsletter that I have not updated in a while. I apologize, everyone. Things have been very busy. Um, but I promise I'll get back to it. It's brandonalvarado.substack.com. So you can subscribe there. You can get a little email um, with my newsletter. And I'll be back to updating that soon.
0: Yay! Brandon, I love you so much. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this three-hour rant, ramble, carry (laughs) on. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McHee and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at Dunzo Pod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.